Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wrestling Index Podcast. And holy shit, am I feeling good right now, man. We have so much stuff to talk about. Um, I haven't been on since Friday. I haven't talked about any AEW, and we have had some crazy shit happening. We had All Out, which was fucking fantastic. Well, it was all right. We'll talk about it. Then we had the fucking media scrum, which I guess you can call it fantastic. Immature as fuck, but we've been talking about it for days, so I guess it is what it is there. And then Dynamite, a whole complete reset just happened on the AEW Dynamite, and we're going to talk about it, and that was fucking awesome. That might have been the a top five AEW Dynamite that I've ever watched right now, and what it looks like going forward is going to be awesome. Uh, you can find the Wrestling Index podcast right here on Floor Slipper Sports YouTube, FloorSlipperSports.com, Visionary Global Media Network, and all audio platforms. And tonight, tonight, I am not alone. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I got two guests. I got my usual Wednesday night. Dynamite post-show guest in the house, Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Justin, what's good, brother? Too sweet me, baby. What is up, everybody? Happy to be back, as always. And I'm glad to have you. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we got another guest. We got Marcus from the World Elite Podcast and the ATB Saints Network. Marcus, what's up, bro? What is up? Scissor me, TKS. <laughs> Scissor me, baby. Oh, man. How you guys feeling? Marcus, what's good, man? How's life? Oh, life's been good. Uh, we got another episode coming tomorrow of ATB Saints. We got the Atlanta Falcons kicking off week one of the NFL. Looking forward to that. It's going to be hell because we got five guys from the Falcons crew on ATB coming at me, Dylan, and George. So we got a little handicap match going on talking the Saints-Falcons week one. But other than that, a hell of a weekend to end the summer of wrestling. You know, Gossip Castle was great. World's Collide was great. All out, I mean, to be honest, it was better than double or nothing. I'll give you that. It wasn't as long. I did miss the zero hour because I was in New Orleans watching a fucking shitty LSU-Florida State game. I had a great time. Before the game and shit, you know, I fucking walked out of a fucking tab at Dave and Buster's because the bitch kept voting me for 40 minutes because I didn't pay my shit. Went on Bourbon Street, hit, knocked some shit back, saw a pair of titties on Bourbon Street and watched a shitty fucking college football game. I hope to not live. That was probably the worst LSU game I've seen in the last 20 years. Top five. Yeah, we even got some of my boys yeah. in the house. Ooh, I like the new header yeah, with a brick wall. Yeah, that's that's one thing Dylan's known for. Dylan is the best graphic designer you can have Yo, in the I rest of the IWC. That, he's been doing such hot fucking uh, photos. I can't think of the word right now, but like the the photos he makes are fucking incredible, dude. Dylan's been amazing things. Dylan, what's up, bro? Thanks for joining the comments. Brocast, Tom, Australia, Tom, we'll scissor Our Australian baby. brothers from the future. That's right, baby. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it in the comments. Yeah, Marcus, that was a tough game. I was surprised you guys lost to LSU, bro. Uh, or, I mean, I'm surprised you guys lost to Florida State. Florida I thought State. you guys were going to be a little bit better than that. Yeah, but you said Brian Kelly's the fucking devil. You said it. Fucking Bo said it. Nick from the UW pod said it. Everyone says Brian Kelly's the fucking devil. And I'm like, nah, Nick Saban's the devil. But 
I mean, y'all know him really well. Y'all have dealt with him up in the northern states the last 10 years. Now he's coming down south to try and change our program. But I get it. It's one game, but you got to change a lot of shit, man. I mean, I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow on ATB Saints. Me and Dylan's going to let our frustrations out on that game. We got to talk about AW tonight. Talk about Chicago's All Out, which to me I felt like was fucking pointless now with how Dynamite went, but something needed to change. With after the shit that happened, and yeah, Jeremy, I don't want them fucking shoes no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, oh, what's up, Jer- Jeremy from the In Time Wrestling Podcast? What's going on, um, boys? Jeremy, man, great episode. We were just talking about it uh, from the pre-show fist fight. You and Justin, check it out. In Time Wrestling Podcast, all audio platforms except for Apple. Apple, put these motherfuckers on there already. God damn it, fuck, tired of, Justin. Tired of Apple trying to you? give us a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, how did the UW pod put them on before Apple? God damn. <laughs> How's doing good over here. We're doing good over here. Finally went back to work and fucking waiting my ass off to go back to work. But hell, happy as fuck to be able to talk some wrestling with you guys. Good, good. Well, fucking let's let's jump right into it. Uh, let, let's just all out. Or I don't even know where to start, man. We're fine. I'm all over the place with this shit because. All Out, I you know, I guess I'll give my All Out experience really quick. Me and the wife, we went to All Out. It was a fantastic show. We didn't get – we got there for the pre-show, but we stood in line, got some drinks, um, that kind of stuff. We got, a, we got upstairs, um, or we got in the crowd for the Ishii Eddie Kingston match, which was fucking absolutely a fantastic awesome. way to start the show for me. Those two dudes beat the fuck out of each I other. I figured that was probably the best match, but I didn't watch the Zero Hour and it's crazy. They've taken Ring of Honor's pre-show name now. It's no longer the buy-in. They, when I saw the All Out mm-hmm. Zero Hour, I'm like, okay, that's odd. And then they oh, put is that, forward, where they, is that where that came from? ROH? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they called their pre-show. Uh, when I went to Supercard, it was called the Zero Hour and then when I watched Death Before Dishonor last July, it was called the Zero Hour. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess Tony Khan was trying to switch it up. He said it's a, a better name or whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, that match was by far and away. I, I guess I can't say by far and away because I didn't watch the other three matches. But I'm going to assume it's by far and away the best match on the pre-show. I kind of seen it. They got TVs all over the arena, so like as you're walking around the concourse, you can see it. So like I saw Sammy get run over by the the fucking yeah, RV or whatever the fuck that, that little thing is. Fucking golf, golf cart, yeah. Cart. Yeah, yeah. So, so wait, he wrestled in his suit. Like I remember, they showed it looked like they were backstage, and I was like, he didn't wrestle they, in ring gear. That he was in his suit. Yeah, him and yep. Ty were doing like a backstage interview, and then all of a sudden, like you just hear this horn honking the entire time, and then it was just Ruby and Ortiz in the golf cart. They chased him down, ran him over. First, was did he sell it better than he did that night? He his fucking head caught oh, the yeah, ball. He went up on the hook. And went up like he went up on the hood. Well, people probably people probably loved it and wished he was dead. But damn near had a damn near miss. <laughs> Sammy Sammy Guevara fucking damn near broke Ruby Soho's neck. I saw and Ty well Ty Mello now. Supposedly she broke Ruby Soho's nose. Ortiz, I'm sorry, I can't wait till he grows his fucking hair back. He looks like they just threw homeless clothes on a creative wrestler. He looks like shit with a bald head. He looks can't like he's still Takamichinoku. He looks like he stole Takamichinoku's pants and put on a black diaper. He really looks like crap. I don't know that whole shaven head shit was the fucking dumbest thing he'd done. I can't wait till he grows his hair back. And then if he gets along with Santana again. But yeah, they were 
A lot of people weren't happy with Sammy and Ty retaining, and I see why Kingston didn't want to work with Sammy because he fucking damn near broke uh, Ruby Soho's neck, which I love Sammy and Ty. I love how people hate them and they make out 24-7, but he needs to get his, he needs to get back in the ring and train. I, I think he needs more training than fucking Jade Cargill. Or they probably both so, need it. They at the same level. When I look at that spot, when I look at that spot, I don't know how in the world you could have done that right without it, like the landing being awkward. It just looked like no matter what, it was going to be an awkward landing. And it's because they do things, not just them, but all wrestlers now. They do these fucking crazy ass moves, trying to fucking you know pop the crowd, and you know they sometimes you just need to slow down. And you know I don't know whose fault that was. I did see the landing, and that was. That was bad. I'm glad that Ruby didn't get hurt. I do, do gonna, I do want to shout out Ruby and Ortiz. They had pretty dope uh, um, face paint on for the match. They did a Bull Nakano and an Aja Kong throwback, which I thought was pretty fucking sweet. Oh, yeah, um, Brett. What's up, brother? Brett from the Brain Buster Boys in the house. He and I will be talking right here on Floor Sniper Sports tomorrow afternoon. He says, Sammy's so fucking cashed, as I'm sure Brett is right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, you know, Sammy has definitely fallen off over the over the past four months. I don't know if he's just let the, the internet get to his head or what, but he's definitely fallen off. Marcus, you're right. I do think he's going to get back. Uh, get back to the basics. Um, I love Sammy. I love Ty. So I'm I'm all for them. But yeah, they definitely almost fucking fucked Ruby shit up. But Justin, you're right. I don't really know how how, how you do that for sure. Um, but yeah, Ishii Kingston. I fucking love that shit. You know, we get right into the main card. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and just like talk. I'm not gonna talk about every match. But you know, some good, some bad. I and you know, you guys can tell me what you guys like, good and bad on the on the show. But for me personally, that trios championship match was fucking electric dude it was it was amazing i i thought the dark order was going to win so many times throughout that match but kenny had to give him make himself a three time or the first three title holder in AEW because um, he was the world oh. champ the tag champs and now the trios champ and then the tag team title match swerving our glory versus the acclaimed was fucking ridiculous the acclaimed might have been the most overact in that house that night um, even more, maybe more than CM Punk. I mean, the CM Punk shit was wild. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty close to browned out by the time the CM Punk match happened. I wasn't quite blacked out, but I was getting close to brown out level on, uh, by the time the CM Punk match happened. But that acclaimed, acclaimed were so fucking over. And they, they made the right decision with Swerving Our Glory, keeping the belts, um, because now it gave the fans want it just a little bit more. And we're going to get it. We're going to get it really fucking soon. Um, and then... I love the Fatal 4-Way women's match. I thought that was really good. And then the main event I did think was really good, too. Obviously, I was screaming. First of all, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm very, very sorry to John Moxley. I will never, ever, ever, ever root against you again. I felt horrible I was doing it in the moment. And I was CM Punk until I lost my voice. And the whole crowd was. And it was fucking crazy. The atmosphere was electric. And then the fucking media scrum. We'll talk about that. I want to hear your guys' thoughts, what you enjoyed about All Out. Marcus, um, we'll start with you, and then we'll go really quick before, Marcus. You got uh, Brett in the comments said, we finally found our favorite. <laughs> 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 we finally found our favorite our glory match. Jeremy, and Jeremy's right here. I did like Ruby's nose, yeah. Good shit, Brett, dude. Good shit, Brett. <laughs> Brett and also said, Brett said, Sammy is a has-been and never was, and he sure is cashed as well. But fuck yeah, that finally found our favorite Swerve in our glory match, and that match fucking banged. Marcus, what'd you enjoy about the show? Easily, hands down, I'm going to say the uh, finals for the trios tag titles. I mean, I knew Kenny and the Bucks were going to win. It's just the way it ended like that. 
before when I went back and rewatched it, they told me the ending was horrible. And I'm thinking, oh God, don't tell me Hangman turned on the Dark Order. No, this simple, you know, buckshot lariat going to hit Kenny, but he hits John Silver, knocks him out cold in the way. Nick holds him and makes him force watching him take the three count. But other than that, match was fucking great. John Silver and Alex Reynolds impressed me a lot. That's probably the Dark Order's best match they ever had on, on a pay-per-view, even though they came up short. But we, we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know what, what was going to happen after they won those titles. But I will say, the Young Bucks, I want those fucking shoes. I cannot wait till they go on sale at champsports.com. I, I don't care if they're 120 bucks. I don't care if I got to pay retail. I want those fucking Young Bucks shoes. The, the tag match with Keith Lee Swerve and the Acclaim was a runner-up for the best match. That match was fucking bangers. At times, I thought the Acclaim was going to win the match, but I picked Keith and Swerve to retain. Now we're getting the rematch at Grand Slam. I think that's the time the Acclaim's finally going to win gold. Now, if you're talking about worst match, I would say Jade and Athena, but then again, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy being 20 seconds. All that build up for just a short fucking match because Christian's got an injury with his elbow, and then Luchasaurus goes back turning heel with wearing the black mask. I mean, what was the fucking point of all that? And if I don't know how long the injury is going to be, I was hoping they could maybe pull it off and have the rematch at Grand Slam, but something tells me it'll probably be at full gear. By the if how pins how serious that injury is on Christian Cage's elbow, and then now Brian and Jericho, y'all said it was a boring match and it sucked. I mean, I dozed off too. The first half was kind of entertaining, and then I woke up. I'm like, are they still fucking fighting? And Jericho won. And what the fuck is he now? He's been Lionheart for like three weeks, <laughs> and then he's gonna go back to the wizard. Is he going back to the champion? Is he going back to the pain maker? I mean, this motherfucker. Changes his goddamn name. He's he's like Matt Hardy. When he tries to fucking pick which gimmick he is, he's conflicted Matt Hardy. So now he's conflicted Chris Jericho. He's too old <laughs> to be Lionheart. I, I, I do I, miss... I, I, will, I, I will agree with you there. His body, though, looks fucking incredible, dude. You can thank Diamond Dallas Page for that. DP Yoga. He mentioned... He mentioned that Jericho mentioned that on uh, his show Talk is Jericho when he interviewed DDP. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome, absolutely. Justin, what did and you enjoy are- on the show, bro? Oh, I'm sorry, Marcus. Go ahead, dude. But he, he, if you listen to Talk is Jericho, he always advertises like his sponsors and everything, like Magic Spoon and all that. There are times he'll talk about DDP Yoga, saying how great it is and it put him in shape, and he does it. Like every day, he does it at his house, or he does it in the arenas before Dynamite goes live and shit. So I mean, maybe it is a thing to try. But then again, I'm too lazy to fucking try yoga. <laughs> maybe it could be better for me. I'm just too fucking lazy to do it. I'm not gonna lie. I have. I am a DDP yoga member. I, you know, I paid the hundred bucks. I did it like eight times. It's good. I'm just really lazy too. Obviously, you could tell I got the <laughs> stomach. I start workouts and then I stop them. That's just what I do. I'd like, I, I'll get back to it at some point, but I, it definitely works. You see the results. I know a lot of people on like the Facebook group and stuff, you see the results. Take the picture. Take the pictures. That's what Diamond says. Take the pictures. <laughs> I, I just rather watch women work out. I mean, wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> what about all Jurgens? <laughs> What did you think about the show, man? I honestly enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was great overall. Like, yeah, there was a lot of stuff I wasn't too crazy about. Like, main event-wise, like, the outcome, wasn't too crazy about it. Match, I was like, all right. It was – it 
I was kind of dozing off by the time we got to the main event. So I was like in and out of it. But it was like in the end, it was like, it's fine. It was what it was. But I, I didn't I, just having Punk win. I just was over it. Yeah, the uh, the ladder match when they had that, I was just like, nah, this isn't like this didn't do it. Like when we found out later on what had happened, I was like, that's way better. But like when that ladder match ended, I was just like, oh well, that was kind of a flat way to kick off the show. And like most of the the buy like the zero hour, I actually enjoyed like the 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 mixed tag match. Like even though everyone was jumping down Sammy's throat for everything, like. Overall, I kind of enjoyed the match, even for a kind of half-ass, kind of crappy feud. But I kind of enjoyed the match, though. Like, I definitely enjoyed Ishii and Eddie Kingston. Like, I honestly thought Eddie was going to lose. Like, it was going to be some kind of punishment for him. But, like, he went up winning, and I was just like, wow, holy shit. That one, like, threw me off for a loop. Like, I actually enjoyed the women's match, the Fatal 4-Way. It, again, I wanted Jamie to win that so bad, but it was like at that point I was I was locked in with anybody but Britt because just just to be different, just something different. Uh, most of the of course the Swerve in Our Glory acclaim match, I was so emotionally invested in that match, like I was like edge of my seat screaming like just put on the fucking acclaimed, and I'm just like I, every every near fall had me locked in trio's title match was awesome like yeah i was disappointed that we went with the generic obvious but match wise it was fucking awesome like there was a lot of good stuff on the show there was a lot of bad stuff on the show in the end it was like a middle of the road you can still say great show and that's because like jeremy just said aew shows are just too and i'll add it in fucking long dude just way that's too why long. That's why that one was better than double or nothing, but I still think the best pay-per-view of the year for AEW was Revolution. Which one? Man, I'm so, was that the one where Punk fought Eddie? No, oh, Jericho fought Eddie. Punk fought MJF in the dog collar match. Oh, yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah. Adam Page and Adam Cole in the main event for the title. Uh, I don't remember what else happened. There were That was good. Yeah, really, really good show. Really good show. Oh yeah. I put like, yeah, I, put, I think I think out of the weekend of like the three shows, I think I put a I think I put all out like second. Yeah. Like I put Clash the Castle up front. I put AEW right underneath it. I put Worlds Collide at the bottom because I was just like no, I wasn't feeling Worlds Collide. No. You hated, the, no. you hated the booking, huh? Yeah, just a lot of it was just really disappointing. Like they just trounced like they just trounced NXT UK just to get rid of it. And I was just like I just wasn't feeling it at the end. It was just like nothing changed. Like this felt like a time because the whole weekend felt like a WrestleMania, like something big had to happen and it just like nothing changed. And it was just like, damn, that really just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, I, I exciting, you. Sorry, Marcus, exciting news uh, for you, oh. for you, uh, Justin, the next two AEW pay-per-views, are not going to be in Vegas or Chicago, so they're actually going somewhere different. Uh, they're going to be in Shit. Newark, New Jersey, getting full gear, and it's going to be on a Saturday now. They're doing a Saturday pay per view. I think it's nice. the 19th. I would kind of wish it was a Sunday because I, they're just like the WWE right now. For the rest of the year, every WWE pay per view is going to be on a night. I'm going to be out of LSU game except Survivor Series. Now full gear joins that list. Like for extreme rules, I'm gonna be in Baton Rouge. For Crown Jewel, I'm gonna be for the Bama game in Baton Rouge, which I might skip. 
how shitty we've been playing. But now full gear, which I could skip that one. We're playing a cupcake team. But yeah. 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 Full gear in Newark. Uh, Bakley and Nick are going to go. I'm sure of it. That'll be fucking an awesome time for them. I'm glad someone else is going to get to experience an awesome pay per view. Hopefully, it, this. This should be awesome. I'll read the comment really quick from Jeremy. Not to mention, Tony doesn't know how to structure shows. There should be no reason Jericho versus Brian went third to last and went 23 minutes. Dude, like, Jeremy, you just hit that up on the head. There's no reason that match should have been 23 minutes fucking period, dude. So, Bakley no Nick's on full gear, you said. Yep, Bakley Nick's on full gear. Yep. Well, also, Bert and Ernie making a trip, baby. Yeah, AEW full gear, sponsored in part by the UW pod. <laughs> you're gonna see the uw pot on the ring apron corners like like uh draft kinks or uh yes. state farm or whatever the fuck else you're gonna see the they uw just pod. Go to, let's just go to the show and just hold up a sign that says uw pod so we know where they're at <laughs> or their logo is gonna be nick holding a glass of wine <laughs> yeah <laughs> pinky up <laughs> hell yeah guys all right so all out we have mixed feelings on it overall probably like a seven out of ten i'd say but what wasn't a seven out of ten what was a 15 out of fucking ten was the all out media scrum and i haven't been on air to express my opinions on this so i'm gonna rip really quick and then i'll let you guys talk you see this tattoo on my arm as I've talked about plenty of times, mm-hmm. Chicago made Chicago born. I don't give a fuck if he's from Blackport. He's Chicago made Chicago born. And I've always been invested into him. The Ace Steel promo on Dynamite last week or two weeks or whenever the fuck that it was last week. So I was there brought me so back in him getting in the crowd, the investment. I watched it back the next morning and I had tears in my eyes. I was goosebumped. I was excited. I said, he's back. He's motivated. He's ready to go. We had his first title run cut short. Let's fucking do this. And then that's how you represent your fucking company who has went to giving you $5 million, brought you back after seven fucking years, giving you all the promotion in the fucking world, put the belt on you after your fragile ass got fucking hurt and did it fucking again. I'm old. I'm tired, and I work with fucking kids. Cole Cabana's a piece of shit. He shares a fucking bank account with his mother. Shut the fuck up! Shut up! You fucking idiot! What are you doing? You just won the fucking world title, all right? You're at a fucking media scrum. Talk positively about your fucking company. You got issues with Hangman and the Elite? Go fucking air it out in the back. You want to beat the fuck out of them? Or they want to beat the fuck out of you? Go fucking do it. But do it fucking in closed doors where the world ain't fucking watching, where all of the fucking big-time media is there. SRS, Meltzer, John Alba, Brian Alvarez, Denise Alito. All these people are fucking there. And this is how you're going to fucking act for 20 minutes in there and eat your fucking cupcake and drink your three fucking drinks? Fuck you. Fuck you. All right? He can fuck off. He can fuck off for a long time. And quite frankly, when Moxley said, you got a weak heart, you got a weak mind and you got a fragile fucking body. He was spot on. Again, Moxley, I apologize that I didn't stick with you. You're my favorite wrestler. You're the best wrestler in the world. You're the wrestler of the year. And I love you. Fuck CM Punk. And they didn't even talk about the fight. The fight just got revealed. Before you guys talk really quick, details of the fight that came out from CM Punk side of things. 
They were in their locker room with the door locked. I guess he's a pussy because he talked all that shit, and then he wouldn't open the door for him. Supposedly, they kicked the door down in, and they started attacking him, so he threw punches. A steel through a chair. The Buck side of things just came out. Supposedly, they went to the locker room. He wouldn't answer. They opened the door. Right when they opened the door, Punk started throwing fists at Matt Jackson. Nick tried to break it up. Ace threw a chair at Nick. Kenny Omega took Larry. Larry the dog was in the locker room. Out of the locker room to save the dog. Ace chased him out and fucking bit him. What the fuck? That's Who the my fuck take. Bite somebody. You're a bitch if you bite somebody. Marcus, talk about it, baby. I, like I said on my show, like we did a live stream on a Monday, and we were talking about the media scrum. We were talking about Tony Khan's comments about the weekend where WWE did the weekend with him, but that's that's another story we'll talk about on Tony Khan Punk. I just gave my frustrations out about him. I'm like, I can't fucking stand him anymore. I wish I could take back all the positivity and all the excitement I had of him coming back after seven years. And we even did a breaking news episode for him and all that shit. We were excited and I was pumped for him to come back. And then now it's like, thank God I didn't order those shirts. Thank God I didn't fucking make the shit I wanted to do. Thank God I didn't do a meet and greet if I ever had the chance in the past. He's a fucking scumbag. And I said, me and him are two totally different people. And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about the man, Phil Brooks. I mentioned he's an atheist. He is, he shits on people who believe in God, like people like me and fuck him for that. And yeah, uh, he's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm not going to say more about that. I ain't talking about his beliefs because we all have different beliefs and I'm going to keep that out of the way because we've seen it. What we've seen him wear it. We've seen him tweet about it. I, everyone has their own opinions. I will just give them that. I don't want to get involved in my hatred with that. And that has nothing to do with that. But motherfucker, you are taking a company that brought you in, gave you $5 million, and didn't he say a year ago he wanted to work with the young talent, and now he's saying, I got to work with these fucking kids? Yep. And you're doing this shit in front of your boss? Why? You, what the fuck were they drinking, by the way? Was that fucking ginger ale or something? Who, I never seen that kind of fucking... I told you, Punk straight edge is probably all fucking lies, dude. No, he's straight edge. Trust me, the way he acts, Please. he's so he's so miserable that he can't he can't drink a beer to calm his nerves or can't smoke a cigarette because he chose that lifestyle. Which that's I'll respect you for that. I mean, if you want to be straight edge, that's fine. That means you live a longer and healthier life than me because you know I decide to drink responsibly. Me too. Like I'm not I'm not questioning him about his life choices like being straight edge. I'm talking about you're taking a wrestling company, which that yeah, I kissed their ass at times when WWE was going downhill. I was kissing AEW's ass. And now that Triple H has made this company better, I've been more fond of being WWE, but I still tune into AEW, but they were they're kind of going downhill. I, I mean, I'm I'm talking shit, but that don't mean I'm not going to watch it anymore. I'm still watching the shit. I, lo- I just won't watch Rampage. I don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation. I'm kind of jumping on Justin's bandwagon. I wish they just fucking stop the Dark and Dark Elevation shit on YouTube because all it is is two hours of two-minute fucking jobber matches like when you watch Dark matches on a live tape and a Raw. But yeah, punk, fuck him, dude. I'm... If he's really here now, they're saying he tore his pectoral muscle in his some of his fucking elbow with the fucking altercation with the Young Bucks. And now they're saying he might end up leaving the company. He's in Chicago right now. He didn't go to Buffalo. So we don't know if he's really suspended or terminated. We know Kenny, the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, Christopher Daniels, and Pat Buck have all been suspended. 
I don't know how long they were suspended for, but obviously long enough where they took the trios titles off of the elite. So I'm going to stay at least approximately a month. Now, Punk, they didn't say Punk's statement. I said, they're going to fucking give him a slap on the wrist and he'll be back. And he's, he's going to still be champion. No, we're kind of shocked what they decided with the championship when we get down later in this episode. But something tells me Punk's probably going to take his ball and fucking leave just like he did in 2014. He's fucking miserable. He's not happy with how things are going. He's got his fucking issues with Hangman. He's got his fucking issues with Coke Cabana. He's fucking miserable. And he can go fucking cry. I don't why care. Not, why not? If you have issues with Colt Cabana, and I'll give a shout out to De Niro from the Wrestling Delirium podcast. I was listening to his show earlier. He said this exact same thing. If you had fucking issue with Colt Cabana of a comma, he said in May, why didn't you fucking address it in May or at the double or nothing scrum? Why is it that you're fucking bringing up fucking empty headed, dumb fuck hangman page now? dude? What the fuck did he tell him? What did he make? What did he say about Colt? This was back in May. And I'm like, wait. What the fuck did he really say? Because I can't even remember all the fucking shit they said from six months I, ago. I went back and tried to find it, and I don't see anything more malicious that Hangman said, that MJF said, that Eddie said. They all three have basically said the same thing about him. Why he took it from Hangman, wrong, I don't know. A couple of quick comments. Jeremy, Tony has the easiest decision of his fucking career to fire Punk and Ace Steel, but Tony doesn't have the fucking balls to do it. You're not wrong, but we don't know that he hasn't been fired yet. I think you'd be more inclined to, he's like, you're suspended for 90 days. And Punk says, well, I'll just quit then. Bishop, Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. Check it out. Dude, the dude's back. Matt Bishop, thanks for tuning in, brother. He says, you can't take a guy with no vice seriously. Something so. tells me they're not going to, They're gonna. They're, the worst they're going to do is probably suspend him. For a couple his months. His suspension but- is going to be as long. If he's injured, his suspension is going to be that. That's it. Yeah, and it's gonna be bullshit. He'll though the fact that he's injured now and he's he's about to be out probably as long as Cody Rhodes because he tore he tore his pectoral muscle, he fucked his elbow up, and then something else. Fuck three fucking injuries they said in this altercation that they're just gonna give him a slap on the wrist and his his time off with his injury is gonna be his punishment. Yep. Which would be fucking absolute bullshit, dude. And if he got injured, it doesn't even matter where he got injured. If he got injured doing a tope suicide, or if he got injured in the fucking fight in the back, in the fucking locker room, like Mox said again, but weak watch. heart, weak mind, fragile fucking body. Watch when, he, let's say he comes back, let's say he comes back right at the end of the year, or he might come back right at the beginning of the year. He's not going to get a big welcome back. They are going to boo him out of the fucking building. They're going to f- fuck him up so bad that he's going to start bitching and complaining in press conferences again, and he's going to want to fucking leave again. Which is why, and Justin, I'll let you talk on the scrum in a second, which is why, though, if, and again, I think he should, it's so tough for me to say, but I think he should be fired too just for what he said at the media scrum, because again, that was the yeah. most immature said, bullshit way to said, fucking. If you don't like it, fuck you. If you do, I'm sorry. Like, it was a two-minute fucking thing. I showed my dad because my dad was fucking shocked with how AEW goes, and I showed him the his comments, and I showed him Tony Khan's. He laughed at Tony Khan's. My dad thinks Tony Khan's on cocaine too, but now my dad fucking hates CM Punk now. He's he's well, right. He's as, sucking, as he he's sucking Mox's dick now. Now he's sucking Mox's dick too. He loves John Moxley. I think he's, but I think his favorite wrestler in AEW right now is Wardlow. Well, who doesn't love Wardlow? That's one sexy fucking beefy boy. That's all he Justin. talks about now. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, Wardlow's the man. Oh. Justin, talk about the scrum, baby. Where do I even fucking start? 
I what Punk did was probably some of the most unprofessional bullshit ever. That whole fucking thing should not have been aired out out like that. It should have been kept behind closed doors. Tony's in a position now where literally he has to either fucking find some way to fix this or fucking like either find a way to work it out between these guys or fucking just get rid of the obvious fucking problem here. CM Punk is the fucking problem here. He doesn't like anybody. Literally, I've said it nine million times. The guy's a fucking cancer. He does not care about the fucking wrestling business. He doesn't give a shit. He's so full of himself. He's an egotistical fucking maniac. It's ridiculous. Like, I think what Tony did in suspending everybody else that he that he did, like the Bucks and Kenny and everybody else, that was the right thing to do. But literally, if you just suspend Punk, it doesn't do anything. He's just going to be off TV, and the minute he comes back, all the shit's going to start up again. You literally have to get rid of the problem. It, it's just going to have to result in Punk going. You can't keep him around. He's not going to fucking be the guy to just brush it off. Not with his freaking, like, ego. He's so full of himself, and it's just bullshit, like... Just watching him, like, just listening to what he said the whole entire time, like, this should not be out there like this. And especially in front of all the fucking dirt sheet people right there. Like, it was just such a fucking mess and an absolute disaster and a big-ass fucking, like, and Tony just doesn't make it any better. He's just sitting there. Tony listening looks like to the nervous... Tony's like that fucking person in the corner that's watching a fight and is worried someone's going to run into him and then he's in the altercation. He's just Punk's his favorite wrestler. He's not going to fucking... And it sucks. If he doesn't fucking fire him, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Well, he's going to fucking hurt himself. He's going to hurt himself because yeah. just think, if he freaking doesn't fire Punk and it fucking pushes Kenny and the Bucks out oh of that fucking God, company, dude. that would be a disaster for them. If Punk... Should have hit anybody. He should have hit someone from the dirt sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so really quick on that, what we've been talking about. All right. So, apparently, this this came out from Wrestling Inc. reported it. So, these are these are things that have come out. CM Punk has felt annoyed that the elite couldn't get past their differences with um, Cody and felt they lost a huge star in Cody because of their ego. And he believed that the Young Bucks aren't in any way fit to manage a wrestling company. He kept his mouth shut. They couldn't um, manage a fucking target. That's what he said. That's exactly that so what he stupid. said. So fucking stupid, dude. So, so immature, dude. Oh, and then yeah. he said, he, said uh, he kept his mouth shut about Hangman's world title run, but it worried him in terms of long-term booking of the company because he thought the title run was awful. Um, he told he's been in Tony Khan's ear since February about the direction of the company, and the Young Bucks and Hangman were aware of this, which is why Hangman's promo about saving AEW was real and came from the heart because he thought that Punk was trying to do what he fucking is doing. And then people who support Punk are FTR, Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho and Moxley kind of just stay out of it. I just don't get it. If, if Tony needs to make the right decision here. It's going to fucking absolutely affect AEW to the fucking core if... They don't if they either don't fix if they don't fix this whole situation, 
And the whole and the really easiest way to fucking fix this whole situation is get rid of the fucking problem. And that's getting rid of punk. They need to do it. Yeah, he could quietly yeah. exit like he did in WWE. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Yeah, he said Marcus Red, I think Punk should quietly exit. Um, really quick, Marcus, before your question, Jeremy, uh, in the comments before CM Punk, the dirty sheets reported the locker room was happy <laughs> and joyous and everyone loved each other. Punk shows up and now there's fights and heat. I wonder who could be the problem. And then Isaac said, I think TK needs more help on the side of booking aspects of things. And his face when put or when Punk put him right on the spot was so priceless. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it really was. What, and what were you going to say, Marcus? I'm sorry. I said, okay, there was another – I don't know if it's an altercation or people were just making fun of it, but they kept – they showed the little short clip of him and Jericho. After Jericho got done with his press conference, What did, was it something that Jericho told Tony Khan – that people are retweeting and talking about, or the fact that Tony yeah. Khan with his fucking hugs. No, Jericho, hugged, like, told, Jer- Jericho told him something just went down. Like you need to go. Something just happened. Oh, like, that's what it, yeah. I and if you look, and if you look during the Keith Slee, uh, the Keith Slee, <laughs> the Keith Lee swerve um, part of the scrum, you could actually see security running out. Yeah, I remember that. And Keith, the what Keith Lee said, he was like, "I don't give a fuck what Twitter said." I laughed my fucking ass off when he said that. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. There was also all the reports that the police were called too. So yeah, the Hoffman's yeah. Assets Illinois Police. Now people forget if they want to talk about some Tony Khan. You know he loves fucking hugging people. He literally hugged Jericho like three fucking times after he told him shit's about to go down. He's like, okay, well, and he hugs him again. <laughs> I have to. I will just say maybe that's because he's like, this is the him and Mox are like my saviors, dude. You know what I mean, like. Jericho and Mox have been there from the start. Like, they're, those are the guys for him. But I think we all agree that Punk probably should be fired for his comments alone at the scrum. But, guys, let me ask you this. What if they don't fire Punk? He sits on the sidelines for six months. No one talks about him. Out of sight, out of mind. FTR has been tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. They're, and, they, and, and Dash did it tonight a couple of times. Or Cash did it a fucking – Dash. I keep fucking putting names together. <laughs> fucking Cash did it a couple times tonight talking about how they should be next in line for the tag titles. Why don't we see more two-on-two two two wrestling on Dynamite? They have been expressing their unhappiness within AEW, and that started more when Punk got there. But in Wardlow's promo tonight – and we'll talk about Dynamite here very shortly. Wardlow's promo tonight kind of started leaning towards a little – you know, fuck you guys without saying fuck you guys. So what if, and I've been talking about this for like a month now, and this just kind of fell into our lap. You let Punk sit outside for six months. You let people forget about him. He comes back, heel, FTR heel, War Logos heel. The four of them against Hangman, Kenny, the Bucks. You have so many matches intertwined there with FTR and the Bucks, Hangman, Wardlow. Kenny Punk, and you can just keep mixing and matching. Is that something that you guys would have any interest in, or you just say fuck it, fire him? No, fuck it, get rid of him. I just I cannot see that working. There's going to be so much bullshit because if you ever have that kind of matchup, you can't tell me there isn't going to be conflict of the fucking booking and that whole entire freaking matchup. There's just going to be a mess, and it's just they need to just get rid of the problem. Just get rid of Punk. He's not going to freaking work for this company without it. Like when he did the whole, when he's sitting there and he's like, I'm trying to run the business here. And I'm like, uh, Tony, do you fucking hear him saying this shit? You're the one running the company, not him. Like, 
not like he's so afraid to fucking say anything to Punk because it's his favorite fucking wrestler. And it's like, fucking grow a fucking set and say something. Put the fucking coke down for a goddamn fucking second and realize this guy's trying to fucking run your company for you. Yep. Yeah, you're spot on. Bishop said, uh, this shit is too real. You can't trust Punk. He has never humbled his ego. No, Bishop, you're right. And I think you tweeted earlier something about Punk being gone for seven years and we all got fooled because he didn't give a fuck about us. He just cared about his money. And, uh, you know, I saw someone else say on Twitter, Punk's lawsuit with the WWE probably cashed him out and that's why I came back and he probably never really gave a fuck. Maybe he was excited for a little bit, but yeah, I'm, fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I fire him. I don't give a fuck. If you fire him, fucking fire him. I, I don't give a fuck. The shit he said during the scrum was unex. Like I was sitting there watching this, like fire this guy now. And then when Tony says something, he's like, "No, Tony, that's not your place, bro. He owns the company. Yes, it is yeah. his fucking that's place." That's why he made that face. That's I don't why understand. He face. He's like, he's so butthurt when people bring up Colt Cabana, and it's like. Dude, who fucking cares? You know people are going to bring it up. Just fucking play off it. But he's like, nah, fucking, you hurt my goddamn feelings because you brought on Colt Cabana. Why do I have to keep talking about this shit? And I'm like, oh my God, just, I don't fucking understand. I don't get how, again, just Tony sitting right there and not saying a fucking thing like, hey, maybe we shouldn't go Tony there. Tony is a fucking pussy, things. that's why. He is a fucking pussy. All he thinks about is how bad his team's going to lose each week in cocaine. The last thing I'll say about the media scrum before we move to Dynamite, because Dynamite fucking bangs tonight, and there's a lot. We've been asking for a reset. We got a reset. All you got to know about the two companies right now, and you all know I'm an AEW diehard dude. I fucking love AEW so much, dude, with fucking all of my heart. I'll critique it like hell, but I love it. All and all you got to know about the two two companies right now is after the clash at the castle scrum, your world champion stepped up to the stage and all he said was acknowledge, acknowledge me, me and walk <laughs> away. That is the epitome of a fucking world champion. That's the epitome of a superstar. And you don't have that in CM Punk. So I never want to see if he comes back, he never be a fucking better be around that title picture again. Fucking you can have him in elevated no. stories. Don't ever put that motherfucking title Two championship wins. Zero title defenses, fragile fucking body. Now compare that to Clash at the Castle's press conference. It sounded so professional. Triple H, talk, all he cared talked about was planning on coming back in the future. Like, oh, we want to give Cardiff another show. Oh, we want to look into maybe doing, doing this once a year or maybe twice a year like they do in Saudi Arabia, looking at, oh, let's go do a pay-per-view in Ireland. Let's go do a pay-per-view in London or in Liverpool or – Manchester or go to Germany. He, he, they're trying to make a deal on all that. I suggest, you know, make Clash at the Castle yearly, but go somewhere else. Give Cardiff Wells a fucking Royal Rumble in 2024. Yeah, that would be cool. That and crowd I mean, was if, fucking if hot. Comparing- that that crowd was fucking amazing, dude. Just absolutely amazing. That whole night, that whole show was fucking just just fantastic. Uh, Katie from the She Lead Showcase in the comments. Thank you so much for tuning in, Katie. Appreciate it. She said, Punk is the one who brought it up. Uh, brought up Colt, not one of the reporters. Right. Like, he just brought it up. There is no reason for that. And it's just pure immaturity. And if we're talking about businessmen, business sense, look at Triple H. Look at Tony Khan. Huh. Ain't even fucking, like, close. Triple H is just the man, dude. 
me personally, I've been asking, and this is going to sound like an awful, awful thing to say. I've been asking for Vince to fucking have a heart attack while fucking curling biceps at four in the morning. So Triple H could fucking take over this company for like six fucking years, dude. And we finally got it. And we see what WWE is under him. The last two months have been nothing but fucking incredible. And with that said, let's get into Dynamite because that was actually talked about today. 45 minutes into the show, we're just getting to Dynamite. But there was just so much to fucking decompress and talk about. We all wanted to know what was happening. We've been fucking refreshing Twitter like crazy the last couple of days. Who's been suspended? What's happening with the titles? The world title, the trios title. What's going to happen? Tony better strip all these motherfuckers. So what happens? Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Tony did a great job. Tony started the show by announcing something that I said on Twitter this afternoon. Actually retweeted. Marcus, talk, talk, talk. Did you did you notice something different between Tony, that Tony Khan and Tony Khan in the media scrum? Okay, supposedly he had on a fucking 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 sweater on or something, or he had a fucking turtleneck on or something. He he looked like a hobo. Where Triple H this that night he was in a business suit. He looked like he just came crane from rehab. He was on his fucking point at the beginning of the show. Instead of like talking like he's nervous, waiting to get his dick sucked for the first time or something, because he was on his fucking game talking about how the actions and then stripping the titles and announcing, oh, we're going to crown the trios champions immediately and we're going to have a, a fucking no interim championship. Thank fucking goodness we're not getting a fucking interim title. They're having a I special tournament that features all former champions. And looking at the bracket, well, if you saw Hank, uh, Brian Danielson advance defeating Hangman. This Friday, we got Darby, Allen, and Sammy Guevara in a wild card match. The winner of that's going to face John Moxley in the semifinals. Something tells me we're either going to get Moxley and Jericho. I would love to see Moxley and Brian in the finals. If Mox becomes a four-time champion, fine. But now I think it's riding on Brian Danielson to finally win that championship because – I don't think Jericho would be the right call to win that title. Some, he's probably going to go down in a feud with Daniel Garcia. Something tells me it's probably going to be Brian and Moxley in the finals. Brian's probably going to win the title. Yeah, which would be fucking awesome. So, yeah, like Marcus just said, Tony came out. He announced that the trios championship was stripped. We will see the death triangle versus best friends in Orange Cassidy for the trios title on Dynamite, um, which was a banger. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the world title was stripped as well. Tournament. Two sides, Mox and Jericho get buys. Like Marcus said, Sammy and Darby, Mox or Brian and Hangman. Brian went over Hangman in a killer match. So we get that Brian Jericho rematch from All Out with Daniel Garcia on the line. And then we get Mox, and I'm presuming, or I'm assuming it's going to be Darby. So it'll be Mox and Darby on that side. And and yeah, I, I was thinking it was going to be Mox and Hangman. They could go Mox and Jericho, you know, the two OGs of the company, but let the BCC fight it out. Let Brian and Mox do it. Let Brian win the title, and then Moxley can go on the vacation that he has fucking earned because Moxley was supposed to go on vacation but had to come back because of CM Punk's immaturity. So, yeah, there are a lot going on. So I was very, very happy with that announcement. Justin, how'd you feel about the announcement to start the show? I was just happy there was no fucking interim right off the bat. Like, thank God. I was expecting fucking interim trios titles, interim world title again. I was going to be like, this is bullshit already. Like, yeah. but yeah. He, he, stripped them. he stripped them both of the titles, and I was just so fucking happy. And then, like, got the trios title match, which I thought was fucking awesome. Like, 
the the tournament. Like I say, I do. I agree with you. I say put it on Brian. But I have a feeling if Brian wins it, that's when MJF's going to use that chip. He's going to use that chip right on that same night. Can we talk about? Yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk about MJF too. We're going to get MJF. We're going to get MJF and Brian, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And I can't wait to see that shit because I want to see where MJF's going to go. Before we talk MJF. I got to tell you how I mean the mat the tri- I'm glad they did the trios tag match title match immediately. They did they already crowned them already. I was not happy with the result. I wanted best friends to win those titles. They deserved it. I was happy with either result. You could have yeah, put it on best friends. I would have been fucking happy. You could have put it on death triangle which they did. Yeah. I was fucking happy. Immediately said, "Why didn't we just do that from the start?" I like, just want to see. I just want to see Orange Cassidy. I want to see what Orange Cassidy can do with a championship. How is he going to treat it? Is he going to like? How's he going to wear it? Like, I, what's he going to do with it? Is he going to use it as a pillow, or is he going to fucking use it as something? Like, I want to know what what crazy head he's going to do with the championship. But he's going to put it on t- himself and just gonna hang down like that, and he's going to be like, oh, oh not, like, not, like not like not like M- not like Eminem, where he hangs it down looking like a dick. No, that that's he might. That's M- he might. No, MJF. MJF. I mean, now, yeah, the cr- when he came back at all, I had a feeling he was the Joker. His fucking physique, that it, it was his physique. But that was a fucking like he had a louder ovation than fucking CM Punk winning the title. I think that was another reason why he was frustrated. But before I even go on with MJF, what 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 was that fucking atmosphere like? That crowd, he had the loudest pop of the fucking night. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everyone figured out he was the Joker before they showed the voicemail and punk's comments from a ring of honor show back in the day seeing how he's the devil or something and then when he took his mask off i noticed the hairline and then he said i'm the devil himself and the scarf he got like three consecutive loud pops and but when his music hit that was that was probably louder than cardiff for Edge or drew how was Dude, that was, what was that moment like what was that moment like it, it, it was it was crazy as fuck um it was so loud in that place, and it was like it was so loud for that for the CM Punk when he came out. The CM Punk chance. there were a couple of boos, which kind of surprised me. MJF definitely got the biggest fucking pop in that arena. I'd say I forgot to mention that earlier when we were talking about pops. I you know I was so enamored with the acclaimed, I forgot about the MJF pop at the end of the show. But yeah, people were fucking chanting MJF hard. He got a huge pop. I would have liked a little more at the end, like maybe him walk down to the ring and put the fucking thing in Punk's face or something. Um, but I loved him winning, and I, I love that he's got he's got the chip for sure. He comes out on now, dynamite. Now, yeah, now they're treating it like it's money in the bank or the call your shot. Now you can he can cash in. He can he can use that poker chip to cash out after the after the uh, match at Arthur Ashe Stadium. But some things they're gonna they, some say he's either gonna use that for grand slam or that he's going to wait till full gear we don't know if he's going to do it in new york i think he's going to do it in new york not new jersey so but yeah. arthur ashe is in new york right yeah but pay full gears in Bro, newark new jersey but yeah right he comes out they're in buffalo new york he comes out in a josh allen bills jersey and we're i'm like he's he's gonna fuck the crowd but no he he's i love how he fucked with him at the beginning till mox like blew his cover and he was like being really nice to the crowd, and then he's like, "I'm gonna deal with you later, honey." And he winked at her, and he's talking about he loves Josh Allen. Then Mox like blew his cover. He's like, "You're so full of crap." And then he's like, "You know what?" He goes, "You're right." And he's like, "This fucking team sucks." And he takes the 
Josh Allen jersey off, he wipes his ass with it and says, Josh Allen sucks. And so fucking when good. he when he brought up, he was like, he goes, I can win that championship and I can use it as a fucking deal till 2024. I can go parade it to another company. And he goes, I can go work for a better con, a good old Saint Nick. And he's like, I laugh so hard. Mar- Marcus, I got I got it right here. He, MJF goes. Let's talk about the bidding war of 2024. Maybe I take that title to a real wrestling company with real wrestling fans where I'll reunite with my buddy, the American Nightmare, and work for a real con, good old St. Nick. He called and him, that, he and called the, him the American wrestler of all coaster. time. Or the American Roller Coaster. I don't know why I said uh, this thing I'm reading says Nightmare. God damn it. The American Roller Coaster. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, that was fucking – like, they're just – Spitting the WWE in the middle of the ring, not giving a fuck, talking about, he says, Triple H is the best wrestler of all time. Triple H is his hero. Nick Khan's the real Khan. Fuck. What'd you guys think about that? It was fucking crazy. I enjoyed the whole fucking thing. I enjoyed Mox's promo. I enjoyed everything with MJF. Like, holy fuck, man. Like, I literally said, can we just give MJF the title now? Can we just forget about the tournament? Just give MJF the title? Like, can he just cash in the chip right now and they just go, oh, well, he has no challenger title. I'd be like, I fucking love it. It's perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, it's all it, – it was such a good start to the show. And then after Mock – and then while MJF's out there being, you know, placating to the crowd, trying to be all the face that he could be, fucking Mox comes out, crowd goes nuts. Fucking Mox just basically tells MJF he is fucking full of shit. He can fuck himself. He's the man. It's his company. He tries to fight MJF. MJF dips where Mox just cuts a fucking incredible promo on how it's his company. It's his locker room. He's the heart and soul of this fucking place. Basically, just shitting all over CM Punk without directly shitting on CM Punk. And I was just sitting there like, not with actual tears in my eyes, but I'm like, Mox, I'm so sorry, bro. I should have never rooted against you. I love you so right. much. You're the best. Mox, You're the best. You're the was best. Mox te- did Mox tear up after his amazing promo in the ring because he the way like he addressed he everything i think he was i think he stated his opinion with all the fucking shit that happened over the weekend with the media scrub that's why he yeah, gave yeah, that promo. real it felt heartfelt as shit like he was just go like going in he's like this is what the title means this is what aew means this is what i mean when i'm standing here in the middle of this ring i'm like fucking keep spitting facts god damn it let it out. Exactly. Let it the fuck out. Dude, it was so fucking good, man. Everything about the opening fucking everything about the opening scene was incredible. Yo, Ivan, what's up, man? Ivan from Circle of Debate. Make sure you check out their YouTube. They're bringing out shows like six days a week. Check them out. Ivan, thanks for tuning in, brother. But man, fucking the start of the show with Tony's announcement into the MJF thing, into the Mox promo, into the trios title, which we kind of talked about. I'll fucking rip it real quick. That triangle, best friends in pockets. I love Orange Cassidy. I said in the chat room, I thought that this would be the night that Orange Cassidy gets a belt solely because um, he hasn't had a belt yet. And this is the perfect way to get him a title. But the death triangle has been around from, since the very beginning, dude. They are one of the best trios in the world. All three guys are fucking incredible. I was fine with it going either way. But ultimately, when death triangle won, I was I was pretty happy about it. Pac is now a double champion. And the Lucha Brothers finally got some respect back on their name. Hell yeah. 
and Ivan's about to go and do his show right now. Go um, if you're an MMA fan, tune in. Uh, they're all with Bakley. Oh, with our boy Bakley. Hell yeah, uh, Ivan and the oh, boys no. are about to go do it. Right I cannot now. wait over there. Bakley, if but, you're listening. Whatever UFC number it is, I know they announced it. Poirier fighting our Lafayette boy, the Diamond, November 12th in Madison Square Garden. I think it's in, in ain't UFC 279, I don't think. But I, I can't wait to do the prediction show, which, man, when you come on. And, yes, uh, it's UFC 281, by the way. He's fighting Ty- Chandler. Is it Tyson Chandler is his name? Or is uh, another name? So. That was a basketball player. So I'm Tyson not so, Chandler's a basketball player. Oh god, yeah. yeah, that was that was the alcohol talking. No, not, it's no, Mike, Mike Chandler, <laughs> Michael Chandler. <laughs> right there, fucking Jimmy Fox, blame it on the uh, 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 uh. Justin Poirier and Michael Chandler. But it's not a title match. It just says lightweight bout. But it's Saturday, November 12th in MSG. Can't wait to uh, bring him on our show, and we're going to predict UFC 281. Bakley is Mr. Podcast. I sort of got yesterday. He did like two two hour podcasts. He's fucking all over the place. Bakley's the man, dude. Check out his channel, Cage My IQ, dude. Bakley's the fucking man, dude. MMA wrestling talk. Let's keep this show on the road after the or Justin trios match. I don't think we got your opinion. You loved it. You said sorry, bro. Fucking awesome, dude. Like I said, I was fine with either outcome. I didn't care who won. I was just all in for it. Like you gave it to best friends. I would have been like fucking awesome. They gave it to Death Triangle, even just as fucking awesome. Like, happy as fuck. Pac's got two titles. Like, I'm, I'm best friends is more than likely going to get those titles eventually, but just put them on Death Triangle right now. They're going to freaking rock those tag team titles. Yeah, it was it was the right move for sure. And they're so over with the crowd. So, and they can go either way, face or heel. They can really work with anyone. Like, tonight they worked as the heels in the match when their face is the majority of the time. And I like how Pac always comes out of the heel locker room. So like, he's like, I'm a bastard. I'm not a fucking face dude. And Brian, Brian comes out of the heel locker room too. I always notice. But like I said, let's carry on. Do you guys have any interest in this Andrade trying to recruit um, 10 into his stable? No, Hell no, no, no sense that even make. <laughs> no, just more dissension of breaking up the fucking dark order. Come on, man. That, Leave the that, fucking dark alone. That that's like that shows me that I don't watch Rampage. I guess he's been trying to do this on Rampage, and I don't see it on Dynamite. Like it's not gonna work out. I know the Dark Order is basically done. They had their little one hit one um, one hit wonder match of the year for, at a uh, All Out, but they're just they're just a comic now. Like they're just for my entertainment on being the elite. It's like. The only matches they're going to win if they're on dark and dark elevation. If you see them on live television, 95 to 100% chance they're going to lose their match. I laughed my ass off at John Silver's comment with the whole, your last name is the assistant. I was like, that's (laughs) fucking terrible. I'm going to. That's what I was going to say. It's sad because the four of them that are left are so talented. Uh, Silver, Reynolds, 10. And Uno, they're fucking all incredibly talented. I gotta give a shout out to John Silver. If you if you guys watched Being the Elite when they did the All Out Weekend episode, when they had okay, did what all did y'all do that weekend? Did they have the baseball tournament again? Did y'all go to Fan Fest? What what they had? Oh yeah, yeah. So all right, so they had Fan Fest all weekend. I didn't do Fan Fest. I had my kids, and I'll never pay for autographs, so I didn't do that. We didn't do the softball game. My wife was working, um, so I didn't do that. I would have done it if there were better people signing autographs. Like last year they had fucking like 20 people doing autographs and like you take pictures with them. This year it was Silver, Reynolds, 
Hobbs. Love Hobbs. Love you, Hobbs. But and then two other meaningless people. So I was just like, there were thirty dollars tickets, which isn't a bad thing. But I got two boys under two, so I would have had to lug my two boys under two with me, forty-five minutes away. I just wasn't fucking feeling it, dude. So I really did nothing. We we did dynamite, which was incredible. All out, which was incredible. Um, but but it was a fucking killer week, dude. Okay, so if you guys watch Being the Elite, um, when they had the fan fest, you know, Christopher Daniels, I guess, was the master of ceremonies. He's like, we got a special treat for you guys tonight. We're going to have a BTE championship match tonight or today, whatever time of the day it was. If you guys watch it, John Silver's been the champion. Well, he comes out, and I find it funny, and I, I know it's nothing serious tonight. He comes out, he's acting like Shawn Michaels did in February of 97. He walked out with the title just like he did, and he – Quoted every fucking line he did. He's like, I'm going to step away and drop this title because I lost my smile. And he, it was funny. And he was crying fake tears. He said, the only way I could find my smile. And he looked at Christopher Daniels. He says, if I could go throw the first pitch at the White Sox game this afternoon. And he left. <laughs> he went, he went and, through, and he did. He went through yes, the first. He so did. he was like, we're going to have an interim champion. So technically, I don't know if he's the real champion or not. Kip Sabian oh, won the... BT championship, he beat Christopher Daniels in a game of blackjack, and then Leva Bates at the lap all of a sudden had an open challenge. She challenged him. They had this fucked up game. John Silver came up with. They had these. They made them wear these fucking goggles. But these goggles, when you look at them, there's a mirror that makes your vision look upside down. Like when you put them on, everything you look at is upside down because there's a mirror in there. And oh, the challenge was you. You take a bottle of water and you have to pour it and fill it up as high as you can with those upside down glasses on. And whoever had the highest amount of water wins the title. I don't know if Kip Sabian cheated, but when he started, he took forever and he was holding his balance and he literally filled that fucking water bottle up. I'm talking all the way to like the top, not dropped a single fucking drop where Leva Bates poured it all over the place and she had about that fucking much. <laughs> so, and Kip. And Kip had the box on his head for the blackjack, but when the fucking yeah, that whole box thing is fucking weird as shit. And when he takes well, it off, he's got like gonna, gray let's hair. Let's talk about let's talk about the box thing because that's exactly where we're going right now. So we can talk about that. So we got the women's championship match. So Tony Storm won the title at all out. I think we all saw that coming. But in the midst of that, we got a uh, feud brewing now between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. And we got a match on in Dynamite. Tony Storm. It was a, a eliminator match or challenger match, whatever the fuck it was. Took on Penelope Ford, who was yeah. With can we talk about Kip Sabian fuck, again? Fuck Kip, fuck Kip Sabian. Can we talk about Penelope Ford's ass and her crotch <laughs> shot when she got pinned? I thought that was. I was so distracted. I thought that was Tony Storm. That was kind of a weird ending to the match. I thought the match overall was was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, it was a great shot. I mean, yeah, I love I love women. Was yeah, it was a great it. camera no, shot. No, no, it was fucking, a, no doubt, dude. No doubt. But like, but but Kip Sabian's now back with Penelope Penelope Ford. He sat in the crowd for a year with a box on his head. He wrestled Pack. He lost. Now he's back as a manager. So talk to me. I want you guys to talk to me about a few things. One, the women's title situation. Jamie and Britt and Kip Sabian. Talk about whatever the fuck you want. Marcus, I already said what I said. I enjoyed the fucking ass and crotch shots of Penelope Ford. <laughs> <laughs> we knew Tony was going to retain the uh, fake title, and when th which I don't know, they should just make her the real champion. Thunder Rosa requested for her release. No, 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 no. Fake, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Oh, that was fuck um, me. 
That was did Kyle make did, did did Kyle make that up too? Like he did with the fucking Tony Khan <laughs> shit? Because he, he yeah. that'd have been strike two if he got me with that. Big shout out to Kyle from the apron bump, dude. He put a fucking uh, like a memo out, the same memo that AEW releases and said CM Punk yeah. released. Everyone's fucking it, doing it now. Dude, and like everyone Wait. freaked out, like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, the comments Wait. were fucking hilarious, dude. So there's funny. one I retweeted. I don't know who fucking I think it was one of those wrestling meme tweets. Not Twitter pages. Oh, at yeah, one of those like meme Twitter pages. WrestleMania at WrestleMania, if you guys follow him, he did the oh, same thing. He did yeah. the same thing where it's like it's white, it's got the AW logo at the bottom, Tony Khan, CEO, president, general manager, head of create. All that, but in the little words, he put the lyrics of the game by Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> and at and at the end, at the bottom, like he put a paragraph of the lyrics, and then at the bottom he put, I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me. I am in the pain, and I know you can't take me. Look over your shoulder, ready to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's hilarious, dude. Too funny. Yeah, well that ringside news fucking posted that shit. That's right. And also in the article, they quoted Brad fucking Shepard, who can always fuck off. And they spelled oh, Thunder Rose's name. Right. And they spelled wow, Thunder Rose's name. Shit fucking news. Brad quotes the asshole of the wrestling news. Right, fucking right. They, they spelled her name in the article, Thunder Rosa, R-U-S-A. So I was like, I'm reading some bullshit from Brad Shepard on bullshit ringside news, and these motherfuckers can't even spell her name right. Fuck off. And then her husband commented right after it, like in the comments and said, this is not true. And so and we're going to probably get then, that at full gear, probably Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm at full gear, which I like because I have been a huge hater on Tony Storm since she's been in AEW because she has shown no emotion in her face. All right. Her entering work has been fine, but she shows no emotion, period. Since she was won this belt, she has invoked emotion. She's basically told Thunder Rosa she could fuck herself. Tonight, she came out, like, fucking fired up, dude. And I was like, yes, this is the Tony that I remember. And I loved it. Um, so, Justin, what do you think about the women's title situation in general, this match, whatever, Kip Sabian, whatever? Uh, Tony and Penelope I enjoyed. I did. I like Penelope Ford. I think she's actually pretty solid. Love meets some Tony Storm. Uh, I hate the interim title shit still. Can't stand it. Don't get why she doesn't just have the actual title. Doesn't make any fucking sense. But uh, Kip Sabian, like, I, I, I'm i just glad he's back on fucking TV. I kind of enjoy the box thing, like how he talks to the box. Just gives me R-Truth, little Jimmy vibes. Like, I look at it and I just go, bro, he just talks to invisible people wearing the box. It's fine by me. Like, that's pretty fucking funny. Especially during his match with Pac, where he's just looking over and he, like, gets this near fall and he just looks over at the box and goes, what should I do next? And I'm just like, I can deal with this. I got to share this. I got to give a big shout out to uh, at Jeremy Lambert 88 on Twitter. It's one of those, like, you know, they always take a picture of somebody and they put a cigarette in their mouth and they always, whatever they said, they fucking rhyme with it. Like, like, let's say if it's a coach, like, Something, 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 something. Their team by fifty or whatever. Penelope Ford sucks, and, I, and she's bad at wrestling. She, she sucks Just, dick, and she's bad at wrestling. Justin and wow. Jeremy about to throw down in the crib, dude, over Penelope Ford, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like Penelope so, Ford. I'm with Justin. So like, I do. Shout, like, shout out to uh, 
shout out to Jeremy Lambert 88 on Twitter. He took a, that Tony Khan image from the media scrum. He put a cigarette in his mouth and a cigarette in, on top of his ear. And he tweeted, Young Bucks, Pat Buck, Joe Buck, Uncle Buck, Milwaukee Bucks, Snuck if you buck. If it don't matter, suspend them all. <laughs> Dude, that's the best, man. I'm, I'm sending it to the group chat right now. That is oh, fucking fuck. wonderful. Oh, dude, I, I think he got me at Nuck if you buck. He got me at Nuck if you buck. He should have said, I don't give a fuck. He should have added, I don't give a fuck. That made it better. Holy shit. Oh, my God. All okay, right. Pat Buck. Isn't that, that ain't the Young Bucks dad, huh? <laughs> no, he's a he used to be a producer in W. He used to be a producer in WWE. What well, his dad's name is? Yeah, I was like, that ain't Papa Buck. I thought his I thought his name was something else. I was like, who the fuck is Pat Buck? Yeah, he's uh he he used to work for WWE. He was a producer, and then he got hired in, with AEW because he got fired with Regal and a bunch of those other guys. So they brought him in. Supposedly, he's supposed to be a pretty good producer. I don't really know too much about him, so I can't speak about that. Uh, after we got the women's match, Chris Jericho caught a pretty fucking fiery promo in the back, kind of reminiscent like Moxley, like this is my company. I'm going for the title. It's my title. I, I know Justin, you hate him. So did you think anything positive of the promo? Not really. I, do, I just, I can't get, I'm not into Jericho, dude. I can't get into Jericho. Anymore. Like, it's he really sad. Does nothing, he does nothing for me anymore. Like the only thing I really fucking pointed out during this whole promo was fucking Anna Jay sitting on the side when she was like, when Sammy goes, look at us, man, we're sexy as fuck. And he's like, look at these abs. And I just see Anna Jay being fucking Vanna White or a fucking Price is Right model, just pointing them out like that. Okay, what did Jericho, I missed the promo. What the fuck happened in the promo? Besides the fact that he gave away the fucking Hangman and Brian match with his whole... I beat Brian next week, and I'm like, all right, way to go, Chris. Give away the fucking ending, asshole. <laughs> I did yeah. love the 2.0 promo with Daddy Magic. He's like, you're going to get a taste. You're going to get a taste in New York City. Get, get the hook in his mouth. You're going to get the taste with the hook in your mouth for the title. I, I, it was sports. Daddy Magic. I am the Daddy Magic. I am the Daddy Magic of the Wolf Pack. TNT title. Give Hook the TNT title and give him some real fucking competition. Instead of so fucking job. That that fat fuck sung Hook's song. I, I have that's, no that's idea. Who is Addison Bronson? Is he a rapper? Who I, is he? He's a rapper. He's a rapper from Brooklyn, but I thought he was a black guy. No. I, I had no idea. I thought he was like a former ECW wrestler or something. Like the way he, they were like typing. I'm like, he looks like he looks like a wrestler, dude. That's why. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. You're right. He looks like a wrestler. He looks like fucking Nick Gage as a fucking overweight wrestler. With he looks except like he has his teeth. With except yeah. he got his teeth, and he's not yeah. going MDK motherfucker. Yeah, Nick. He's saying he, he ain't murder, death, kill. He, he should say MDBK, murder, death, and Burger King. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he ate a lot of whoppers. Bro. All right. And then we got we got Wardlow squashed Tony Nese. I hated that. I hated oh, Tony Nese. Yeah, just they, absolutely they, obliterated. Tony Nese, what the fuck? Even like, even the promo did nothing for me. Like just listening no. to him talk, and I'm just like, when as soon as they announced the match, I go, wow, way to fucking say. We don't know what to do with Wardlow without coming out and saying we don't know what to do with they, Wardlow. They're turning Wardlow so bad into Goldberg, it's unreal. 
his entrance, they're treating him like Goldberg. You hear the drum beats in the background. You hear the crowd like Warlow, like Goldberg. Showed him coming through they the crowd. They played his old music. They played his old music. And I was I like just like, his. I like that. Backstage or something? Were they trying to find his new theme? And they were just like, hey, we can't find his new theme. Where the fuck is it? We still have his old one. Just play that one. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, I was really fucking confused by that. I was like, is this a new song or an old song? What the, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, uh, and I heard this as well. I'm like, oh, good. They gave him his old theme back. All right. Now, we got fucked on the Thunder. Now, Malachi, I think, is released from the company now. We got to talk about that shit. You think he's going back to yes. Papa H? Or is he really going to get help with his mental issues? Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I guess rumors came out. Or not rumors. Malachi Black has been released, from, conditionally released from his AEW contract. Now, I don't know what conditionally released means. I got to think he's locked up through 2027. So, I would think in some capacity... Maybe there's a clause that he can't go wrestle for Triple H. But um, the UW pod, Nick, we are the UW pod. Nick posted a clip from his interview with Malachi Black. If you haven't seen that interview, go check it out on the UW pod on YouTube. You, the Universal Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Um, it was a great interview. But he posted a clip yesterday of Malachi saying Triple H was always so good to him. And how Triple H entrusted him to do anything and everything that he wanted. So... I don't know that one he'd be a, like I don't know if he's allowed to go back to WWE. If, but if it's he is, uncon- yeah, but if, if it's he, unconditionally, if he is, it'll rock. If it's unconditionally, I think it's meaning he's just stepping away to go get help, and then when he's like healthy and whatnot, then he'd probably come back. But it's seeing House of Black. I mean, I think they'll be fine without Malachi. I just want to see more Julia Hart, just like a female Undertaker. That was hot. <laughs> Yeah, she looked really good. She looked really good. I do hope, first of all, as someone who suffers from mental health issues, I hope that Malachi Black gets the help that he needs. The thing is with him, and as a question that I've been asking, and I'll ask you two right now while we're talking about it, Malachi Black was great in NXT. There's a lot of people who are great in NXT. Oh, fuck yeah, he was. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, of all time in NXT history. Malachi Black is called up to the main roster. Granted, it was the delusional old man in charge. But he did absolutely nothing on the main roster. He leaves, gets fired, whatever. He goes to AEW. He's there for a year and does absolutely nothing. Do we as wrestling fans over- overvalue Malachi Black? What do you guys think? Hell no. They should have done better with I think him. Promoters, I think the freaking promotion fucking overlooks Malachi Black. Guys got a lot of fucking creativity, but they don't fucking capitalize on it. Like... My main thing is if he, if this is like a legit, like in the end, like here, like for this whole thing about him getting his consensual release, like if it's like legit just him taking time off to come back, Tony fucking do something with the goddamn group. Like, come on. House of Black is fucking awesome. And I don't know yeah. why the fuck they're not doing anything with why, them. Why are they losing? Why are they losing so much? They should be a dominant force. They should, yes. I mean, they should have been the. I mean, I said best friends, but if not, they should have been the ones winning those Treehouse Tag Titles as well. Like they deserve it. The fa- I mean, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I like Buddy Matthews in the group. It's just he just don't have tattoos all over his body. I wanted to like, win it all out, but they didn't fucking win it all out either. And that's yeah. I knew they were not going to win it all out, but it was a fucking crying shame. I had to pick Miro, Darby, and Sting, even though I didn't want them winning. I just picked them to win because my brain was telling me to pick. Miro, Darby, and Sting, but my heart was saying how uh, House of Black. Yeah, they kind of shit on him. They didn't even put him in no fucking title pictures or nothing. You could have made no. him a top star. 
Because he, I the fucking love him. touch title wise was that fatal four way for the All Atlantic title, and that's the only close thing he's had to a title match, and that's just horseshit. That's another title. And he, he, and he barely, and he barely had singles matches, which is the whole thing. He came in so hot, dude. The Cody feud, the kick to Arn. He should have never lost to Cody. The match he lost to Cody was fucking bullshit. But like Brett and I talked about a, a couple of weeks ago on the show. People are allowed to lose. It doesn't bury you if you lose. So him losing is fine. You lose, you recover. They just never did anything with him. They slowly built this House of Black faction. They slowly built this Julia Hart thing, but they never did anything with it. They should have went Black as a top star, and what they still should do right now is put Matthews and King in the tag division. Those two would be a fucking badass tag team. And the House of Black faction should have dominated. But I think, you know, just reading the, the the internet, Black requested his release a couple of months ago, which is why you've seen them really doing nothing and John Silver pinning him and, and why he took the pin in the match on Rampage and why he took the match or the pin in the match at All Out. After the match, they all hugged and they all and they bowed. You know, I, I said it to my wife right when I saw them all hug. I said, I don't think this is on TV and I guarantee this is Black's last match. And then I got home and I saw, you know, the dirt sheets fucking reporting in and shit. But man, I do. I agree with you guys. I think he's a fucking superstar. I think that, you know, they could have easily put the world title on him in WWE. He is fucking absolutely fantastic. And I hope that he recovers mentally and wherever he ends up, whether it's back in AEW or it's back under Papa H and fucking in WWE, I hope that his mind's right and they elevate him to the, to the right level. And then a couple other things before we get out of here. Two big fucking matches to end Dynamite. Two monster matches. We had the first round match of the AEW World Championship Tournament. Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Um, the fucking banger, man. It wasn't like their hour-long match, but this match fucking hit hard. They got their moves in. They got a bunch of good spots. Brian got the win. What would you guys think about this match? And was it the right decision to have Brian win? Oh, Yeah. It was because Heyman's already been in that title picture before. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have him continue on teaming with the Dark Order or not, or they might put him in a storyline with the Dark Order. Like, they might break up because he accidentally clotheslined or buckshot Lariat Silver. No, Brian, I said since he came, he needed to be in the title picture. I know they he had his matches with Kenny Omega, but he never held, won the title. Like, what, they had fucking three matches? Like, they had a match at Arthur Ashe that went to a fucking draw. They had another match, like, at the beginning of 2022. But Kenny Omega – oh, no, Kenny Omega. Hangman beat him. And now he finally uh, got his over and he beat him. This – I think he, he's going to beat Jericho next week. I don't know if he's – he's either going to beat him fairly or he's going to go in a few with Daniel Garcia. And I'm talking about Jericho, and Daniel Garcia is going to cost Jericho – a chance to compete for the title, and then that's going to possibly build a fucking Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho feud. Because I know y'all want to y'all want to talk more about a big fucking night for Daniel Garcia. I think it's time for him to be fucking babyface. That that performance was so. I ain't talking about his match with Wheeler Eula. That match was fucking great. That whoever the fuck that rapper was from Buffalo that sent him to the ring. I never heard of you. Don't fucking bring that son of a bitch back again. I never heard <laughs> that was worse than hit row performing. Oh man, fuck. Justin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that? if I cut oh, no, I'm going. sorry if I cut I'm sorry if I cut a laugh while I was talking. I was scrolling down and I found a picture of 
Mike uh, Mike Tyson's face pasted on Shakira's body, and it says Shakira. <laughs> it's like my my son. Not my son. It's my daughter, Shakira. <laughs> my daughter, Shakira. Justin, what did you think about the match, and did we have the right winner? Um, I think either way, you got a right winner. If you gave it to Hangman, I I, I, don't, I don't really think there's really any wrong winners here. Because either, I think just in the end, I think MJF's cashing in. I think he's going to use that chip and he's going to win that world title. No matter Absolutely. what the outcome of this tournament is, I think MJF freaking ends up using that chip. So like Mox and Brian beat the fuck out of each other in a BCC classic for the world title. Brian wins it. MJF walks out, hands it to the referee and says, I want my match right here in Arthur Ashe. That's- and then he cleans up on a hurt Brian. And then that way you can say Brian was an AEW world champ. MJF got his big moment, and then you got Brian and MJF at full gear. Bro, Brian and MJF would fucking slap like a motherfucker. Can you imagine MJF? And you know how he he's always one of those controversials, like like for example, when he brought up Brian Pillman's mom to Brian Pillman Jr. and all that, talking all that. Can you imagine if he brings up shit like that, like bringing up his neck issues and bringing up fucking his wife being like a fucking Total diva star. Total Dude, all he has to start off with the pro. All he has to do, all he has to do, is start off a promo with Brian. Is just go a little birdie told me something, and I'm just be like, bro. <laughs> or don't. can you imagine or making fun of him being a vegan? Like he'll be in a fucking butcher shop or something, or he'll be in a steakhouse eating a fucking sirloin or something, and he's going off on Brian because he's a vegan. He'd be like, if you were actually, if you weren't just vegan, he'd be like, your favorite cheese would be brie, isn't it, huh? And I'd be like, bro, <laughs> done. Justin, you're, you're on right now, bro. You yeah. got these fucking. You're a vegan. Up. He'll be like, "You're a vegan. You see all that shit growing on your face? That's not acne. That's not zits. That's a little pussies growing on your face because you're a giant pussy. <laughs> you're a vegan." I was cold. South he's, gonna bring, there. he's gonna bring up John Laurinaitis, and it's gonna be fucking. Crazy. Oh fuck yeah! I hope he brings up. I fucking love MJF. Is my fucking favorite heel right now. Yeah, MJF Dude, is the he was, fucking. Greatest. He was so fucking good tonight. The four. Oh, I loved it. I laughed. I fucking yeah. laughed, and I knew he was lying through his fucking teeth. That's all my dad yeah, said. He is not there. going babyface. He is fucking this crowd deep in. It their felt babyface at first. I just love that he was able to switch between the two of them well, in Mox, one second. Mox, you like think that. Mox for blowing his cover? Mox blew his cover, and he was like, "Yeah, you're right." He fucking took the Josh Allen jersey off, wiped his ass with it. I was waiting for him to bring up the four Super Bowl, four years in a row losing the Super Bowl. No, he didn't yeah. do any of that. He just says Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't suck. He's no. Josh big. Josh Allen's going to win the MVP this year, and the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. And if they do, like I said on the Floor Slapper Sport, the Floor Slappers podcast last Tuesday night, when my predictions, the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. If they do, I'm going to let my buddy Mike Dog throw an elbow on me through a table. And that'll be good. I'm gonna tell you, I know we're let me get off the subject of rest real quick. Since you're talking about football, I came across this. I, I like it, but I don't there's a one in a million chance of it happening. There a Fox Sports analyst made a prediction that the NFC championship was gonna be the Saints and the Packers. I think your team is gonna be fucking really good this year. I actually have you in the playoffs. I have you getting to the final four of the NFC. I do have you losing. I got the Buccaneers and the Rams in the conference title game but i do have you guys losing to the rams in the in the divisional round oh god so, not another no call i hope it's not another no call no that no. team's just that team's just too good 
But your I know team, we're I like your team a lot, Marcus. I like. I think the Saints yeah, are going to have got, a very good year. Yeah, we got a stacked defense now. But and I, I know we're talking about AEW. Can we just talk about Core Jade in those black shorts on NXT last night? Holy shit! That was awesome. Fucking NXT was very <laughs> solid last night, dude. Core Jade, it looks. I'm telling you that that ounce jigged when she hit fucking Roxanne with that fucking what was it a pipe or a baseball bat or something. Yeah, that got cheeky yeah. with it. NXT was good. But let's finish Dynamite, and we'll talk about whatever the fuck we want after that before we get out of here. Dynamite, last show, main event, or last match, main event, ROH Pure Championship. Everyone's been looking forward to this, seeing how it would be going down, because we got so many stories inter- intermixed here, or intermingled here. The match that they had at the last big review was absolutely phenomenal, and we knew this was going to be no different in Daniel Garcia's hometown of Buffalo. You got all the drama with Brian and the BCC and Jericho. The match was awesome. It didn't disappoint. Garcia's submission at the end of it to Yuta. I thought Yuta was going to try to crank him in. I actually think Garcia, I thought Garcia was going to turn over and crank Yuta's neck. He was so deep into the hold. Awesome match. Even, even cooler ending with Brian coming out. Yuta pushing Brian away, shaking Garcia's hand, and then Brian putting the title around his waist. Yuta sitting in the corner, which felt a bit awkward, but then Jericho coming out saying, what the fuck is this, Danny? What the fuck? I loved every minute of it. I'm glad Garcia won. I'm curious to see where we're going to go with like Garcia, Yuta, because I think Garcia is going to end up in the BCC. Will there be a little rift between the two young kids in the BCC? But boys, Marcus, what'd you think about the match? Oh, the match was fucking spectacular. That's, I mean, I, that's an ugly fucking title. But it fucking does great matches because I will give a shout out to Wheeler Uter being an awesome champion. I, I knew his time was going to come. I was there in Dallas when he won that title from Josh Woods at Supercard of Honor. Fucking amazing match. Pure championship matches are fucking great because, you know, the rules make it even better. And people get so confused. Like, you get so many holds for, like, like I'm still sort of understanding the rules. Like, each wrestler gets a certain amount of rope breaks certain amount of this and that and then like there i don't know if there's a time limit draw or stuff and they have judges for the match it, it's like a bunch of different rules and confusion but it's fucking entertaining to watch you ain't got to worry about having fucking weapons involved it's just pure amateur and technical wrestling style that's what makes it good that makes me want can you imagine like eddie guerrero wrestling in a pure championship match or even like guys like fucking kurt angle wrestling in a pure championship match but Wheeler, you know, I'll give him credit. He was a fucking great champion. I love him in Blackpool Combat Club. Even my dad fucking loves Wheeler, you know. And I'm, get, I'm getting him in the ring of honor if they fucking get that goddamn TV deal down the road that we're still waiting on. But well, how the fuck are you going to get a TV deal when your AEW world champion goes and acts like such an immature piece of shit? You think fucking Warner fucking Discovery is going to give them a fucking other TV show with that cocksucker doing that shit? Fuck. Now, I saw Jericho. So I saw Jericho on the ring apron, and he's like, "What the what the hell, Daniel?" Because you know he was celebrating with Brian. I didn't I didn't know Brian. I must have missed that. Brian pushed Wheeler Yuta out of the way. Yep. No, 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 oh no. My. no. You, Yuta pushed Brian out of the way because he wanted to shake Garcia's hand. So oh I, oh okay. I thought yeah. I thought he pushed him out of the way like you you lost move. I thought they were about to have a feud or something. No, but I mean, it I makes think- sense because they didn't, they didn't do the code of honor in the beginning, but then he did it at the end. And I was just like, well, that's, See, cool. that's another thing. They're yeah. they supposed to start and end with the code of honor. And that's another reason why I like championship matches in Ring of Honor. The code of honor 
shake hands before and after the match, which, yeah. But that was a fucking great match. And I had a feeling Daniel Garcia was going to win it. That's going to help him be become a bigger baby face, be a top top breakout star. And it was in his hometown, so he had the home field advantage. And I know Fisk gets Wheelie Yuta. I had Daniel Garcia winning this match. I kind of like him, but I said he don't need to be in Jericho Appreciation Society. First off, they already have enough fucking members, and he's better off without them. I want to see him in Jericho now go at it in a match. I don't care if it's on Dynamite or shit. Let's just see where this goes. And I want to see – just to see what happens, I want to see him at Sam Guevara in a match. Yes, so do I. Badly. Badly, badly. Justin, what's your thoughts on everything, baby? Oh, fucking awesome. This is now this their second match that they've had. Both matches were fucking awesome. Like, I'm terrified that we're going to end up getting Jericho and fucking Daniel Garcia for the pure title, which would be horrifying. Like, I would just not want to see that because watch Jericho fucking put himself over as usual because that's all he does. Like, it would just be horseshit. But, like, again, this Daniel Garcia stuff's really interesting because it's just like, what's he going to do? Like, what's going to happen here? Is he going to, like, is he just playing, like, is he just playing everybody? Like, is he still going to end up back in Jericho Appreciation Society? Is he going to be, like, out on his own? Because even, like, Regal, when he talked about on commentary, he even said, I'd love to have Daniel Garcia in the BCC. He says, but we need opponents for the BCC and, like, Wheeler Yuta. And I was like, well, that makes all the fucking sense in the world, like, just hearing him say that. I would love to see him in BCC, especially after the whole thing with, Brian and Mox coming out there and mentioning him as one of the names in there. And I'm just like, that would be so fucking good. Like it just goes full circle. But even if he's out on his own, like he's again, he's got me a big fucking fan of him. Hell yeah. Do you I'd be down for Sammy. Tom from the Garcia Brokers podcast uh, agrees with Marcus. He, he wants to see Sammy versus Garcia. Right. I think it would be awesome. And Jericho said tonight, he's got two little brothers one Sammy, one's Garcia, so that fits the bill really well. And Justin, I agree with you big time, dude. And I think Garcia versus Jericho in a pure title match would be fucking awesome. Garcia has to win and tap Jericho, and then Jericho can go away for a little bit, like take a couple months vacation, and then that's where you can get the Garcia and Sammy, or maybe Garcia and Sammy fight before the Jericho match. Either way, you're fucking good to go. And we got a new comment. Um, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate everyone who tunes in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, he said someone in the BCC needs to go after Samoa Joe's title. Yes, because then they would fucking have all of the, the ROH titles basically in the BCC right. outside of the right. tag titles. I like it. I like it a lot for sure. But no. yeah, man, oh, great points, Justin. Broke has said so. Yeah. Do I, you I think, let's say Garcia does go to Blackpool Combat Club, you think after that you, they need to kind of cut down on adding more people because, you know, we already have enough fucking factions, and you said they need more opponents, and then you know you can't have more opponents. Yeah, you keep adding more people. You think after Garcia, that should be enough? That should be your complete faction. You don't need to add no more fucking people. At this point, they don't even need to add anybody. At this point, as much as I would like to see it, they don't need to add them. I'm not being rude, but I'm not, and I'm not going to be rude. But sometimes I feel like, what's the point of having Claudio in it? Because I don't even fucking see him anymore unless it's on Rampage. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be in it. Remember, Claudio was not supposed to be BCC. Claudio was supposed to sign and come and do the ROH title match with Gresham and, and like be the face of ROH, but they put Claudio in there. Why they put him in there? Who got hurt? Brian got hurt. Yeah, Danielson got hurt, so they put Claudio in to take his place. I agree with you guys. I don't. 
or I would love to see Garcia in BCC personally. I don't think he needs to be, and I think he can kind of be a standalone, but I would love to see him in it. He fits that group to a T, but after that, you add no more men. You could even have some dissension between Yuda and Garcia, but I don't want any of them to leave the group. And then what I would also do is I would add one more person. I would add Jamie Hayter to the group. We need a yes. female. Um, yes. Yeah, Marcus really quick. I think I, know somebody, I think I know somebody that would be a nice little interesting touch. That's somebody yeah. we haven't seen in a long time. Who? Layla Hirsch. Isn't she back in – where the hell she been? I ain't seen her in God knows how long. Last time I knew she was injured, but she's I don't know injured. if she's still – Oh, my God. And she was just starting that big heel turn push with Stat before she got hurt. But, yo, Soul Brother number five, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it so much. He says, I can see a double flip. Yuta turns on DB because he may feel like he upstaged him, and then Garcia goes to the BCC. That would be interesting. And something Ritter brought up on on a, in a comment on one of the shows last week. He said, Mox kind of brought Yuta into the group. So what if we get like a Mox Yuta versus Brian Garcia, but they're all oh, still okay. under the under the BCC wing, but they're just fighting it out with each other. Don't just don't do it on Ram. Just just don't do it on Rampage. Do it on Dynamite. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking Rampage. But yeah, that's it for the show, guys. Um, the only other thing I, I did want to get your opinion. Stokely Hathaway's crew finally came out. They beat up a fucking producer. It was stupid as fuck. But the five of them in this crew, you got W. Morrissey, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, the Gun Club. And the Ass Boys. The Ass Boys. No MJF. Ass boys. No MJF. Good, good. Exactly. I didn't think MJF needed to be a part of that stable. I think Morrissey and Ethan Page is like the top guys in that stable is, is the way to go. What do you guys think about um, the stable? Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, still just what, feels like it was like another what, jobber faction together. Yeah, what what's the fucking name of the group? That's what that's the number one question. Stokely and the boys, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like I like it though. I like it a lot. I think Stokely's great, and then I'm a big fan of the Gun Club or the Ass Boys, and I I'm a huge Ethan Page fan. So like I thought like he'd be like the leader of that stable, and then yeah, Lee Mori- so I love I love Lee Mori- I love Lee Moriarty too. The W. Morrissey thing, I like it because he's a big monster, but I don't know like how far you go with it. I, You know what I want to see? I want to see, and I think Brett said it in the chat after I mentioned, I want to see Wardlow fight Brian Cage, and then I want to see them start feeding big guys to Wardlow. I know Wardlow already fought Morrissey during the MJF thing, but like Wardlow Morrissey, Wardlow Mirror, Oh my God, Wardlow yes. Hobbs. Like, give me these matches with him. What are you doing, dude? Did yeah, we have, totally. I was gonna say we had Wardlow. Totally. We had Wardlow and W. Morrissey. So yeah, we had that during the MJF feud. Um, he was one of like the five steps or whatever. But yeah, Toa says it'll be interesting to see what happens to the House of Black. I, I really hope that Matthews and King are a tag team. I think like I think the acclaimed could take the belts off of Swerve in our glory, and then down the road, Buddy and Brody could take the belts off of the acclaimed because I think they could be that good of a tag team just by themselves. But but we'll see for sure. Gentlemen, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here tonight? Um, uh, I don't know. Rampage might suck Friday. That's about it. Uh, other than that, the only thing I can say about oh, I got something to talk about, but it's WWE wise. That's I got nothing. I got nothing to do, man. I'm fine to sit here and talk to you. We can start so, over WWE all day, man. 
So that was this, our this AEW post show. Yeah. Let's talk about WWE. <laughs> this ain't this ain't that important. This ain't that important. But they announced earlier this morning that the Royal Rumbles, we knew it was coming. It's going back to San Antonio in 2023, which I mean, it's going back to, to the Alamo Dome third time in the Alamo Dome, fourth time in the city of San Antonio. Bakley spoiled it to me back back a few months ago, and I'm like. That would be fucking cool. I will plan on attending. I only live like five or six hours from San Antonio. The only problem is it's a Saturday night, which is fucking perfect for me to go. It's on a family side. I have a niece who was born on January 29th of this year, that the the night of this year's Royal Rumble that we previously had. I'm waiting to hear on a birthday party date if it's going to be a Saturday or a Sunday. If it's a Sunday birthday party, I'm going to go to the Rumble, definitely. But if it's a Saturday party, I will not be going. I re- I've always wanted to go to a Royal Rumble, and I don't know why. I'm, I'm a guy that likes to tour stadiums. I haven't been to the Alamo Dome yet, but Dylan's like, it's a fucking piece of shit stadium. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to say I've been in it. I don't care if it's for football or wrestling. I just want to go in it and say I've been in it because I've only <laughs> passed it. Never been inside it, but he's like, there ain't nothing. It's fucking sucks. It's shitty. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. Now – that's gonna be a banger of a fucking show, bro. You, you got, know Cody, you got, yeah. Cody's gonna fucking come back and win, as he as he should. I hope they just do it the right way and just now just do it right. Let's talk about the big elephant in the room in WWE. What do y'all think of Dominic's look now? All black with the Eddie Guerrero mullet. Now with Judgment Day, him and Rhea—they're comparing him and Rhea to fucking Eddie in China. Now I was waiting for him to make out with her. I will not accept the fact he did not say a fucking word. I was waiting for him to cut a promo. Edge fucking did all the promo and said, I'm going to kick your ass, son. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. First of all, again, I want to give a shout out to Soul Brother number five. First time viewer, and I like the energy of the show. You guys just gained a new subscriber. Thank you so much again. And again, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Soul Brother, really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Marcus, first of all, his name is is. Uh, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub says, and my good friend Matt Ritter, Sub Mysterio is his name, not Dominic, because he is sub to, submissive to Rhea. All oh, I, I thought it had something to do with Sub Zero. I'm like, there ain't got nothing to do with Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat. But no, I get it. No, no. <laughs> yep, yep. Rhea's be dominating Dom's there. Sub Mysterio's ass. I Dominic, Dominic is probably fucking Rhea right now. No, no, she's with Buddy Matthews, but on screen, Ray, I, I, yeah. I dig yeah. it. I'm waiting dude. for them to make out. I'm waiting for them to make out. <laughs> We've wanted this <laughs> from Dominic for so, or I just call him Dominic from Sub Mysterio for so long, dude. And we finally got it, and we got it in the right way because they fucking swerved us. He helped Ray and Edge win in Cardiff, and then which gave the fans their moment. They let them. The baby faces win. They pop the crowd huge. And then he turned on. The kick in the dick to Edge was fucking awesome. And I saw a meme today, which was so funny. It was like, why did you kick Edge? Because you fucked my stepmother. And it was like him. Yeah. Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. I so, saw that. I thought that was so fucking funny, dude. And I loved it. And the clothesline that he gave Ray was very reminiscent of the clothesline that Eddie gave Ray. And that well, Eddie, Eddie punched Ray. him. Eddie, Eddie punched him. Oh, did he? I thought he like gave him like a clothesline. Like yeah. he held him. Dominic held him like Eddie did, but Eddie punched yeah. him. Oh, okay. Batista did you. the clothesline, but yeah, yeah. And I like the Water Boy fucking meme where it was like, oh, I'd have to fucking find it. But yeah, uh, it's weird that he's with Judge Bay, but he did. 
I just don't I just don't like the fact he never said a word. I was waiting for him to cut his promo of why did he turn. I actually like that. I like that better because you're you're waiting. It gives you it's you're gonna draw it out a little before he talks. And and I'm and honestly, Dominic's not really good at promos yet. So maybe they're working on some heel stuff backstage for him. Plus him just looking all serious. I I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. What do you think, Justin? I mean, you know how I've been. I'm not really too crazy about it right now. Like, I'm going to give it its chance and see what the hell, if it's going to draw me in. Because right now the Judgment Day stuff hasn't really been doing it for me. So I'm going to give this a chance and see what the hell is going to happen. Like, right off to a bad start because Dom didn't look like he had no remorse for what he did. He looked like he was trying not to cry the entire time. Because all I kept seeing was, like, he looked like he was about to ball and he's just, like, fighting it. The entire Ray, time, Ray, right? Like, was, Ray was such a pussy that Monday night. He was that didn't want Edge to fight his own son, and then he's like, "I'm gonna handle Judgment Day. I'm gonna face Damian Priest." I like the meme where they pasted Ray Mysterio and Dominic's face on Bobby, on Adam Sandler and Catherine Kathy Bates's face from The Water Boy. It's like Rhea Ripley is the devil, and he's like, "I like Rhea, and she likes me back, and she beat the shit out of me, and I like that too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there's been a lot of good memes with. Uh, with I tell you what's funny. Here. I'm gonna fast forward to what happened that night on Raw. I laughed hysterically the way when Miz was climbing out the cage and fucking Dexter Loomis lay, laying on the floor coming from the ring apron. That shit was funny as hell. What a look he was smiling too. He was like, Hey Miz, what's going on up there? And I knew Miz, I knew Lashley was gonna retain that title. But wait, can we talk about Triple H added again? Now Braun Strowman is back. But Braun fucking fell on his ass when he went to go fucking tackle <laughs> Otis through the fucking barricade. Yeah, he when just- I saw I, I don't know why. Every time I can't when like let's say for example, I sneeze, you say bless you. I say, oh, thank you. I, 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 that's how I fucking say thank you now. I swear dude, to God, when I had my last month. so good, dude. I, I hate Otis, but I love fucking Gable. I, 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 I fucking tell people, shush, out loud. I even woke my mom up one time, scared the fuck out of her. I was like, shush, fucking scared the shit out of her. Now every time, like, and when everyone that told me happy birthday in person, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that's how I say. That's how I fucking tell people thank you. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Fucking yeah, love. He, I like. He's Gable. been doing such amazing work over the past like the year and a half. Fucking I'm, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I know like 80 percent of the IWC hates the guy. I love Braun. He is a fucking monster, dude. I know he tripped trying to go after Gable and run him over. That's what you fucking get bringing this shit back. I thought he was gonna bring that train shit back. No fucking no hate train. it. I, fuck. No train. Let's oh wait, your new your new follower. Let's not forget, but I was trying to get with man. Who the fuck would want to get with the Liam? I would too. That's true. Yeah, he said uh <laughs> silver number five said, let's not forget, Buddy was trying to get with Dom's sister, Aaliyah, during the storyline. So this could be Dom's way of paying him back with the whole Rhea thing. Because <laughs> you know, Buddy and uh <laughs> Rhea are a thing in real life. And uh, and he said he wishes Buddy was now back in WWE. Yeah, that would be fucking a uh, compelling story for sure. And yeah, it's funny how like that whole uh, circle spun for sure. But yeah, I love Braun. I think he's a fucking legit monster. I'd love to see him fucking fight Gunther and Lashley again. And there's a lot. And you know, you got a lot of things on the, on Twitter with Rowan, who has been doing crypto yeah, tweets. Yeah, Rowan supposed to come back and team up with. That's good. Get a little piece of fucking Wyatt's back. 
I'm just I'm waiting for the fiend to come back. When the fiend comes back, my life will be fucking complete. Do you want the fiend to come back, or do you want just Bray Wyatt to come back? I I want Bray back, but I want the fiend gimmick. If I had to pick between the eater of worlds and the fiend gimmick, I want the fiend gimmick. But I want Bray back. Wyndham Rotunda, the the man himself. I want him back in WWE, but. If he goes back as the Eater of Worlds, fine. I liked it. But I rather – I want the Fiend back. That's what I choose. I want the Fiend over the Eater of Worlds. Who knows if they bring you? back Eater of Worlds, they better not just make it turn into another fucking – like he just says stuff but can't back it up bullshit. It's almost like Eddie Kingston all over again. I love – when when he first did the fucking Firefly Funhouse shit, like the whole yowie wowie and playing with the fucking dolls, it was creepy as fuck, but I fucking got hooked and shit. Like even when they show the little picture cuts of him wearing that mask and it has fucking whatever hurt and heel on his gloves, I'm like, holy fuck, this is fucking Yeah, the amazing. Fiend did such a fucking like I love the Eater of Worlds character, but I prefer the Fiend anytime. Like I was enjoying the shit. That they did with the fiend, like before they just fucking dropped it completely. Like the whole, like as much as we like look at the 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 Firefly Inferno thing, like during the fuck, like just having that sight still, I still get the freaking sight of the Bray on fire and eating the RKO at the same time, and I'm like that's so fucking yeah. cool. Like I think what I loved, uh, the only thing I really liked about the Eater of Worlds character was his character was based out of Louisiana. Oh, yeah, that's true. Pretty fitting. Uh, we got another comment. Toa, again, thanks for tuning in. He says, if they can get Wyatt, and I, I want your opinion on this, guys. If they can get Wyatt as the new leader of House of Black, what do you guys think about that? And then he also said, um, first-time viewer, he loves the passion, and he just subscribed to Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you, Toa everyone, Hang. for tuning in. Yeah, Toa, thank you so much, man. What do you guys think? If, if And I personally, I don't want Bray in AEW. I've said this for a whole year now. I don't think he fits AEW. And maybe that's a good thing, but I don't think he fits that at all. Um, what would you guys think if he led the House of Black? I mean, it'd, it'd be, be pretty cool. It'd be cool. I it'd just want to see him back. I just want to see him wrestle again. Even, I mean, if he don't come back as the Fiend, let him come do something similar but different look. With the House of Black, like let him wear a different creepy mask, or if he goes back to WWE again, I want the Fiend. But if you come back as either worlds, I'm cool with that. It'd be cool and all to have him lead House of Black, but it's uh, I'm with you. Like I just can't see, I just can't see Bray fitting in AEW. I just can't see them doing. They're already like foobarring up the uh the House of Black stuff, like with this dark evil characters, and it's like. I can't see them doing Bray correctly in any form of whatever the hell he's going to have. Like WWE would do it more like way, way better than that. Like he needs to go back there. Oh yeah. Yo, what up? High five, Tom. God, high five. Tom's the best dude. Love that guy, dude. High five, Tom. Such a fucking great dude. Other, other than brother. that, other than that, all I got to say is goddamn core Jade. Ugh. <laughs> right back to that, huh? <laughs> now I didn't I didn't really watch all of NXT, but I did enjoy that tag match with Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker against Gallus. That was really good. That and then we, if we, if we want to talk about took it the words out of my mouth, baby. That Roxanne Miko match was fucking you want me to say it? You want me to say it? You want me to say it? A banger, 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 banger. <laughs> banger. Multiple baby. bangers. 
God, that match was awesome, dude. Yo, Miko got so much out of Roxanne, and it's crazy that they said she, Roxanne wasn't even alive yet when Miko was wrestling in WCW. Crazy, That's dude. fucking nuts. Nuts. She's only 20 years old. 20 years old. She has such a bright future. The Prodigy. I, I love the name. I, I, I love her, dude. I, I loved every second of that match. And Marcus, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take away from the tag or the tag match. The main event was awesome. I love Braun, Tyler Bate. They put on a fucking hell of a match at Worlds Collide. And I love Gallus. I was very surprised. I oh, I fucking some, love Gallus. I, love I wanted Gallus. Gallus to win the tag titles at Me too. Worlds Collide. Fuck Pretty Deadly. Yeah, fuck Pretty Deadly. I don't like them fucking boys. Pretty Deadly was my last option to fucking win those titles. Like, well, I just... I don't get the appeal of them. I really don't. I, I hated the other three teams in the mat. I don't like fucking Creed Brothers. I don't like Briggs and Jensen, and I don't wait, fucking wait, like... Whoa, hold the fucking phone here. You don't like the Creeds? Fuck no, they suck. Oh bro! Bro, Toa's right. The final boss is a hell of a nickname for Miko, no doubt. Bad I'm surprised ass. that's not Roman's nickname either, the final boss. I'm not like the Creeds, dude. They're so are, fucking awesome already. I'll tell you what, Roderick Strong, that's why. I love the Creeds not so much. Creeds. I love the Creeds so much that when I talk about my two boys under two, I no longer talk about them being like the Steiner brothers. I talk about, I want my kids to be the fucking Creed brothers, dude. These guys are the future of the tag team industry. I hope that they're still wrestling and like, I give it, uh, my, I got two, I'll give them, like, I'll like them, I'll years. like them, I'll like them if they get out of fucking Diamond Mine. Bro, they have so many dope matches ahead of them right, right now. Just think, Usos, Street Profits, fucking just... Just to name a few, like they got fucking match upon match. I just, I just don't like Diamond Mine. That's that's the only reason why I don't like Run Up. They are talented. I'll give you that. I just don't fucking like Diamond Mine. Roger Strong is a, is a is a fucking waste of space. Like I'm glad Damon Kemp is fucking out of Diamond Mine. That that was the smartest thing right there. He cut a really good promo. Uh, Jarrett Reynolds, uh, new new comment. Thank you for tuning in, Jarrett. Really appreciate it. He says if you get uh, the rid of the EVP from the Bucks and Omega, they will leave and go back to New Japan. Pro I don't know. Kenny's got some ties with New Japan. I don't. I don't think they would take him back. Well, yeah. I don't know. Let's think. If there's still a fall, there's still some kind of like bad like blood between like new japan and kenny and the bucks and everything and and fucking they don't get rid of punk and punk pushes them out they only got one option because you ain't gonna see kenny in the bucks in mlw you ain't gonna see him in nwa you're not gonna see them fucking an impact again like they only have one option or fucking sit home and do yeah. nothing because this was gonna happen they're gonna get a phone call from a mr nick tattoo and he's gonna be like what do you want to talk about? He's the reason they're the reason he left, though. That's the whole thing. He left because he didn't get along with them. So you think that he wants them in the WWE with him? He's like, motherfucker, yes. I just dipped to get away from these motherfuckers. You ain't coming here. Bro, he can fucking Cody's whole incident with them is probably fucking swept under the rug now. I'm telling you, if it comes out to the point and they get freaking fed up with the bullshit. Just, just picture Cody picking up that phone and going, "Hey, you know the grass. You know how you said the grass ain't greener on the other side. 
Well, take a look at your boy here. We got it rocking over here right he now. He said that on so. his episode. He said that on his recent episode. Now, I got one more thing if we close out. Now, you know, if, if with Survivor Series coming up, I'm pretty sure they're trying to keep it still Raw versus SmackDown. I have no fucking idea. If they do keep it Raw versus SmackDown, I hope it stays this way. It's looking like they're both going to keep it. But if we get a Gunther Bobby Lashley match, holy fucking shit. Bro, I can't. If that happens, if that happens, I'm picking Lashley all the way. Uh, let's see. We got a couple of comments. High Five Tom says one of the Creed bros, Julius, is a fucking star. But yeah, Diamond Mine needs to go and Roddy needs to go to the main roster. I love how Damon Kemp um, split them up. And then his promo is really good on NXT. If you missed it, go check out Damon Kemp's promo. He looked really good. Soul Brother says, I think they can use Joe Gacy as the one who brings the fiend back to WWE. Similar personality as Bray, and he could be and he could be like the one who to warn the rest of the roster that the cult leader is coming. That would be fucking kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not big, I'm not a big Joe Gacy a Joe, guy. A Joe Gacy Bray Wyatt freaking interaction might legit be probably one of the coolest things ever. Like that could get me. Like, I'm not fully locked in on Gacy, but you want to get me fully locked in on Gacy, give me this weird fucking interaction between the two of them, and I'll go, hmm, you might have something here. Yeah, dude, that, I think that would be really cool because Joe Gacy's kind of, like, filling that. He's like Bray Light, like Bray Light Light. But I think, like, if he summons him, that would be fucking dope. You can summon Rowan, and then you can see what you want to do with Braun. <laughs> Braun? Braun didn't even need to be a part of that because Braun's just a monster on his own. So you can have like Gacy, even if you want to bring like Diet up um, with them. I think that'd be kind of cool for sure. Jared Who says the, the only time. reason. Only oh, reason. Yeah, oh. go ahead. No, go ahead and finish because I feel like ours is going to take hours to finish talking about. But go ahead and finish. Yes. Yeah. So he says the, the only reason, uh, Jared Reynolds says the only reason they are in the roles they're in is because they helped create AEW. You take that away, they will leave. They will leave. Cody was a smart one. He still has options. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think what Justin said was right. Like you sweep that under the rug, you do what's best for business. You bring Kenny and the Bucks over, and you have Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody. What is AEW? AEW's identity is completely lost. AEW is now all X WWE guys, which is fucking crazy. And what's even crazier is before AEW started, Triple H was doing everything in his power to bring Kenny, Cody, and the Bucks to WWE, including like AJ Styles trying to recruit them and showing how good um, like he's been treated in WWE. Last that comment. situation goes for Hangman too. If if Punk and Hangman oh have this. Each other, bro. Hangman leaves. That's big, dude. That would be, and yes, of course. If Kenny and the Bucks are leaving, of course, Hangman's going. Like, why would he be staying, especially when all this beef is over him? And Toa says, personally, I don't, I don't watch AEW for Punk. I watch it for the elite. Punk should have acted more like a leader, no matter how upset you are. Oh, yes, brother. Oh, a hundred percent. If you guys didn't tune in earlier, I'm from Chicago. I got this CM Punk tattoo on my arm. About 25 minutes into this episode, go and see the way I vented about it. Most unprofessional, immature asshole out there. For his comments alone at the press conference, he should be fucking fired. That was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic, dude. And Jared says he only watched NXT 2.0 yeah. for the toxic. There you go. There you <laughs> go. I'm saying. I'm saying. But Marcus, what you were saying, Bobby Gunther, Survivor Series, sign me the fuck up. What Papa H has done elevating both the United States and Intercontinental titles in only two months, fucking incredible, dude. And those two big, beefy boys, let's go. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're two hours in. 
Um, I think I'm out of topics. You guys got anything else you want to talk about before we go? I got nothing. I mean, I had right. one more thing, but I don't want to be here too long because we're probably we're going to talk about this for another hour. What? What? It, what is it, baby? Talk about it. Okay. What, what do we All got? All right. So, Braun Breaker, who could dethrone him for that title? And do you think he's really ready to go to the main roster now or until after Mania? Oh, I'll answer really quick, Justin. I'm sorry. The end. Braun's been okay. ready. Braun probably never needed NXT. In all honesty, um, I think Braun's ready to go now. And there is only one person, and I mean one person only, who's going to take that belt from Braun. And we've been seeing it forever. And that is Mello is money, Daddy. Carmelo Hayes will be the one to dethrone Braun Breaker. Quote me on it. I like yeah, that. But he got, question. he got to lose. He got to lose the North American title first. Then he can take that off of Braun Breaker because I don't. I don't see nobody. Else. I don't see JD McDonald doing it. I don't see fucking Apollo Cruz doing it. I don't see um, Tyler Bates. I like don't see Ty. Maybe Tyler Bates would be a runner-up. Fuck, I would even love Joe Coff. Joe Coff can't even fucking win the UK title when he was in the NXT UK. Telling you, you think? if Carmella wants to lose that North American title, you put it on Grayson Waller. You put that fucking title on Grayson Waller, let him fucking run that right there, you move Carmella up to the damn North America, or to the NXT title. Well, I had a top three on that. I'd say Grayson Waller, maybe uh, – was it Wesley and Ooh. a third person? Prob- fuck. Put put the fucking. I'm not leaving Tony D'Angelo out either. Tony, Tony D. D is a good choice. I like I like the Tony D choice. I I like the uh, Grayson Waller. Justin, you're you're really big on Grayson Waller, huh? Bro, I love Grayson He's Waller. Fu- I don't know why people fucking hate him. He's so talented. The dude was so like, like the only thing he was missing early on was a fucking character. And now he's got a fucking character that matches to go along with the dope ass wrestling. Like he had no character fucking, going in. Like, that just... fucking ladder match at Stand and Deliver where he, we thought he broke his fucking arm. He was yeah. outstanding in that fucking match. Good night. Good night. High five, Tom. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, Still, brother says, remember, Braun did call out Roman a while back so we could see that matchup. Dude, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to see Braun and Roman? Braun's a future fucking main roster world champion yeah. in the biggest they, way. Gonna, that he's would be a banger, but that would be a banger, but he's not going to be the one to take the title off of Roman. We all know it's oh, going to no, be no. Cody Rhodes. It's going to be Cody that, Rhodes. That's. That's on the road. Like that's like, that could be like a WrestleMania 40 type of match. It could be a SummerSlam like 2024 type of match. That's got that's a big match. That's a big fight field type of match. And that, Braun's a big fight field kind of guy. They want to do coat now. They want to they want to drop the Rock Roman feud and they want to do Cody and Roman at WrestleMania now. I'd imagine that would they would only do that because the Rock is available. I still it's think in Hollywood. Yeah, I uh, yes, it is, and I still think I I really think that they need to split those belts in some capacity. It's not going to happen now. I thought it was going to be with Drew, and then USA says they want a title, so they do a tournament. Seth wins it. Cody wins the Rumble. Cody takes it from Seth. Austin Theory cashes it on Cody. Bang, bang, bang. But you know, I don't know if that's gonna. Yeah, and they're supposed to do. They're supposed to do a superstar shakeup or a draft. I think what this month or next month or some shit. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Jared Maybe a shakeup. Maybe a shakeup. Jared says if they would have pushed Joe Gacy in his weird cult, he could have pulled off the NXT title. Yeah, they kind of like 
they kind of fell off on that. He tried briefly, but they kind of, you know, fell off there. I think Joe Gacy, I think like that's more like main roster stuff than NXT stuff. Although I do like the backstage stuff they've been doing with the tables, with schism and the buttons. And I'm very intrigued by who the person in the red hood is. They've been there twice now. So I'm, con- I'm freaking interested to find out who the fuck it is. Yeah, me too. Me too, in a, in a big way. And and speaking of Braun going up, you have so many beefy matches. Like, think about Braun Lashley and Braun Walter or Gunther. Fucking the, so many good possible matches there. So I'm all for it. Everyone who tuned in, thank you so, so, so very much. Um, this has been fucking an incredible night from the start of Dynamite through this whole conversation with you guys. Justin, Marcus, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? You guys, let's roll. I got, I got it. Good to go. All been right. Hell, well, then a, a hell of a week. It was a great dynamite. Yeah, it was a hell of a weekend. I mean, we as wrestling fans right now are so absolutely spoiled. Whether you're a WWE fan, AEW fan, a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, Impact Wrestling fan, MLW fan, Independent Wrestling fan, or all of them like I am, it is a fucking wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, a last comment. Uh, Jared says Hangman could easily be in WWE. He spaces himself from the elite. He can make it. Yeah, I mean, Hangman's talented as fuck, dude. I'd love to see him go over and have matches with, like, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. Um, like, those type of guys. It would be a lot of fun. But it's just an incredible time to be a wrestling fan. Justin and Marcus, thank you guys so much for fucking joining me tonight. Like, this has been an absolute blast. Soul Brother, he said, later, guys. Catch you all on the next show. Thank you so much for tuning in, man. I really appreciate it. And you boys, thank you for fucking joining me i had a blast tonight i really needed this tonight and fucking i had an absolute blast marcus where can the people find you bro you can i've up we've all updated our twitter feed twitter uh feeds so now this was my fucking second time this year i did that so now i am at marcus elite 337 very good very good dude um check out marcus for sure and definitely check out the world elite podcast um, all audio platforms and on YouTube, they're doing big things and with their ATV Saints Network. Um, check out their show tomorrow night. I definitely look forward to checking it out. So, Marcus, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And wish us luck because we got we're talking with five members from the Atlanta Falcons. So oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a handy, it's a handicap mat. Basically, it's gonna be five on two. Jordan's just gonna be like the orange Cassidy of the group. It's like it's like um, it's like Jordan Dylan and I is Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Jordan's Orange Cassidy. He's like, yeah, go Saints. <laughs> Fuck the Falcons. <laughs> I think you guys got it. You guys, you guys will handle them for sure. And the Saints uh, are going to yeah. handle the Falcons this weekend. Um, so Fucking, you'll, you'll be yeah, excited we're, there. Yeah, we're, we're going to beat the Falcons easily. Yeah. James, Justin. Two, he- two Heisman Trophy quarter winners playing each other. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. And they were drafted 1-2 back-to-back in that draft class. So it'll be a quite interesting matchup to see how both look. Yeah, Jamison after his ACL, or Jamis after his ACL, and uh, Mariota getting a fresh start in Atlanta. Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me only on Twitter, at JustinTime211. In Time Wrestling Podcast, find it wherever the hell you can find it. Because I can't even tell you all the freaking places that it's at right now anymore. Just find it where you can find it. Give it a listen. You want to hear a bunch of people just rant and rave about wrestling? Listen to your voice. Yes, dude. Y'all are fucking funny as hell. Such a fucking good show, man. The end time fucking brothers. I love it. Justin, Jeremy. Jeremy was in the chat all day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, everyone in the comments, everyone who watched, thank you 
so very, very much. Marcus, Justin, thank you guys again. Definitely check out their shows, their networks. You can find this show, the Wrestling Index Podcast, right here on Floor Slapper Sports YouTube, floorslappersports.com, where you can find all my wrestling content, a shitload of sports content, lists, rankings, drafts, a bunch of fun stuff. And on the Visionaries Global Media Network, check that out. Oh, in all audio platforms. So check the Wrestling Index podcast out for sure. Give it a like, subscribe right here on Floor Sniper Sports YouTube. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Again, thank you to everyone in the comments. We out.